welcome to MiceCast with your hosts Greg, Mike, and Shaft. Well, hello. I like hearing that okay. music again. I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, you know. I haven't been, I, you know, I wanted to see the uh, the new one, and then I've been told the uh, original's back in there being shown. So. Not anymore. Oh, they're back to the new one again? Oh, they went back to the new one? What yeah, is it? The, the... Richard, Richard works there, and he doesn't even know. I work over in the other park. What do they say about frontline cast members? Okay. But the, the old <laughs> hey, thorn was I, only supposed I, to be know, there for I can't for even tell summer. you which, which toilet paper is used over there. It doesn't mean I don't know what's going on around the place, but. Well, I don't, I'm, you know. If you knew what kind of toilet paper, I would be really disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> well, then what are you saying? You want me to get that much knowledge on the place? Well, it's in a freaking attraction that people probably ask you about, uh, I would think. But, you know, whatever. No, they don't ask me about it. All right. Yeah, so that's, for other, make, that's for other proles to deal with. Yeah, we're here to make some fun of some things we've read and heard about lately, right? Is that what we're here to do? Something like that. Yes. Okay. Bring, bring a little truth into the conversation. Well, you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day as much as I was lambasting the one article that we'll talk about. You know, it's somebody's opinion, but I just – why is our opinion any better than someone else's opinion? But I, I really do um, – yes, thank you, Richard. I've already found a website I'm looking at. Okay, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> well, our, our opinion is better than other people's opinions because it's – our opinion. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. It's what was it? It's uh, a rebellion is always. Uh, it's always illegal on the third person when it's yeah. their rebellion, but it's perfectly <laughs> legal in the first person. Yes. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. So here's what we got. We found, or I found, um, two things. One was a, a YouTube commentary, I guess you could say. Which is, which is funny because. It's really he doesn't show a whole lot of picture to go with his discussion, you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. He it's, throws some things up here and there. And there's some but YouTube's full of crap like that. But it's so. like a podcast really. Eh, anyway, call yeah, it. A yeah, it is it's kind of like a vlog or um you know, whatever. Anyways, his he was analyzing Disney buyouts or Disney takeovers of other companies. Three. And it, three specifically three. 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 Yeah. His big commentary, or is I think even I don't even have I don't have it up, so I don't know what the title was. But basically, the bait is the reason Disney failed with Star Wars, but Lucasfilm. they or Lucas, Lucasfilm. sorry, that's better. Yeah, Lucasfilm, but they succeeded with Marvel and Pixar, and he lays out his reasons why. That's one, and then the second is a article from Theme Park Insider about. Uh, Rise of the Resistance doesn't have a virtual queue. It's a lottery. And that that's they're referring to Disneyland's, uh, not uh, Florida's. So I guess we could talk about the success or not success of Disney and these three companies. And his, his, here's his basic premise. Marvel and Pixar had production teams and working studios when they purchased them. They had films in the can or uh, in production, multiple films in production, production ready to yeah. be in pre-production, ready to be released. They had they had producers, they had directors, they had talent, they had they had everything set up. You buy Lucasfilm out, they got squat. They haven't made a movie in 
who knows how long. You know, George is, you know, rattling around the Skywalker Ranch with his gut hanging out and his gullet or his, uh, his third and fourth and his third and fourth chin hanging there, uh, pin, pinning some ideas for his new movies that would have been even, I don't know, what, what's the word? Um, he was going so deep into the force that it was really a psychological or not on a metaphysical dive into star Wars, which I don't think would have done that well. Of course he thinks it does, but you know, if we thought many chlorians were Ugh. new and weird, he was going even deeper. Now you might, you're a big star Wars guy and uh, probably would be the biggest fanboy of the three of us. I would think of, of star Wars over the years. Maybe. Uh, <sighs> There was a well, you, and you're you're familiar with all the new animated series, and probably could tell me what's canon and what's not canon anymore. No, I cannot. Oh, you can't we, go that far. No, I can't go okay. that far. But anyways, <laughs> what I'm getting to is is Lucas was heading down the road of getting down deep to the people who control the Force. I guess there's these entities or this because um, um, this might have been off another podcast, but you know, in you know, down deep, there's people let's say let's let's from for the just the uh, sake of today's conversation call them the watchers these are the people who kind of make sure everything keeps on going and the force exists and blah 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 i mean this was really getting metaph metaphysical is what i think i wanted to say earlier uh and that's getting really deep you know he pretty much doesn't think they've done anything new since they bought him out and i don't know what they thought he was going to do i mean are you that ignorant Nah, okay. uh, to what uh, a, a company like Disney was going to do when they bought your your company out. Well, okay, but you got to, you know, remember what the dude said, right? Is that, who'd they buy first? They bought... Okay, so they yeah, let's Pixar, go back. They, they bought, bought Pixar first. Okay, so now his premise on Pixar was Disney Animation Studio was in a the toilet. They hadn't done anything worth talking about or success uh, before in the recent years before the purchase and ever since they bought Lucasfilm, I mean, uh, Pixar, everything is a hit. Pixar mm. basic. Okay. Can do no, nothing wrong. We wouldn't say everything is a hit. hit, but how about, how about two thirds? Oh, that, that's what he said. Though. Okay. But, okay. But we're taking this with a grain of salt, right? There's, no, no, there's, right, right, there's, but, there's kernels of truth. There's kernels of truth. Yes. Not everything. To follow, to follow his premise though, we have to, First, accept uh, well, not accept, but first, go to the, the the level of what he's saying, and then we can dissect it. Right? He he's saying everything that has happened since. Now I don't remember how old. Well, it's got to be fairly recent because he's he was talking about Galaxy's Edge. He's basically saying everything's Pixar's done has been a success. Everything. Now I, I I you know what do you consider a success? A few bucks over what you need to make a return to to make it a, a success. I, I mean, okay. I, how, well, do you, how do you judge that? that? Well, that's that's everyone has their own different judge, right? The business people did it make its money back times two, right? Well, right? okay, so I'm going to jump to a film I I, I like. Okay, I'm I'm going to jump to a Pixar but, film I like. I was but I was going to throw something out oh, there as a yeah, yeah, go ahead. you know if they made. If they made a ride, or if the characters show up in the parks, then I would think the company would regard would, it as a success, right? Okay, because but we, they want to they want to get more mileage out of it. Sure, but we've went down that rabbit hole before with things like Dumbo, which wasn't a huge success in its initial run, but 
it's all over the park, right? Uh, Fantasyland is full of Dumbo. But I think if we look up the numbers, it was a, a, a moderate at best. You know? I'm sorry. What? Fantasyland's full of Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I was going to go to was Brave. Okay. Brave had a budget of 185000 or $185 million. I was so, going to say, that's a good film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So $370 million is what they needed to make on the return domestically if my source is still correct about how disney um, bean counters work their magic of what is a success okay that film only made 237 million domestically yikes and it made 301 internationally and and the reason i think they might still be doing that is because of bringing that money back to the states, you know that uh, remember during World War was it World War II? Disney had to keep some money in the British Commonwealth, and he made some films over there because there was like a moratorium on taking cash out. I think that's that generalizing. Make, that kind of makes sense, though. But he had to make so like I think, think Treasure Island and uh, what's the tree movie? Um, when they Swiss, Family, Swiss, Swiss Robinson. Family Robinson. Yeah, I think those were both made overseas during that time where the the money had to stay over. You know put into production there. So I don't know what, you know, of that 301 million, you know, if some of that is reinvested into those markets, you know, I don't know how that works, but, um, but anyways, so I wouldn't call brave a huge success. And do you ever see brave? I, I don't know. It's the brave characters in the park, Richard. Yes. Merida yes, was uh, Merida, Merida is all the time in the okay. summer, especially she's, a, I know she had some, uh, especially that summer after the movie came out, she was, um, so by you can by talk your, to her and have a yes. by your accounting, then that's a success because the, they're they're trying to market her. The company. Well, okay, so now I can make an argument the other way. Okay, it's not enough. She didn't do good enough, so now we got to synergize her in the parks to get more well, awareness. Well, right, you can make here, that argument too, I'm, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna do the in between here. Is that you still have a character in the park? It's still something that. Uh, little girls like to dress up as and go to Bibby Bobbity Boutique to get, and they still sell lots of merchandise for the, uh, you know, the brave stuff with the uh, little teddy bears and whatnot. So, how really? do you want to look at it that uh, way? I don't know. Now that I think about it, it could be, like I said, it could be the company trying to cover up a a disaster. A a, a disaster by having it show up in the parks and but giving it. We still, still have the same thing with all the other princesses. More legitimacy. And she just goes into that whole uh, category. Well, I think I think on the princess thing, I, I think it's Disney's. Uh, what would you call it? Disney's um, backbone. Is that the right word? There. Uh, their thing is print. You know, they push princesses. It doesn't matter if the princess was a stinker. I think they're going to push that princess. Princess and the frog. Because they're princesses. We we still have, uh, oh, what's her name from Princess of the Frog? Tiana. Tiana, thank you. Okay, Inside Out. And, 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 and we, any, any we have Dr. Hmm? Inside Out. I saw Inside any Out. Guys, you know? Okay. I finally saw it, yeah. Okay. Did you cry? It, it, did you want to cry? Did, oh, my God. <laughs> because, it, you know, that, that movie was designed to try to make you cry. So just like up, oh my gosh! Oh, up was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but anyways, the first but the in, first ten minutes of the film, they're trying to make you cry. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's also a great um, 
that's a great lesson in how to tell a story without saying a word. Yes. Yes. Oh you my know, God. Yeah. That, every, every film school should show that. But anyways, you know, it well, had a told a story without saying a word. It, it told the whole movie without saying a word. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me going on Wally. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot about it I like, and there's a lot about it I really hate. Um, I know, but it probably bug, bugs you that that's considered a hit. I no, I get it. See, sometimes I get it. It doesn't mean I like it, but I get okay, it. Okay, that's good. Um, so, like Inside Out, 175 million, so it needs to make 350 million, right? If I'm doing my math sure. right, yes. Domestically, it made 356. Internationally, so, it had some good numbers, 501. So just a meh. You, so just a meh, then, just like right in the middle. Yeah, huh. it, 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 and I don't think they'll be doing Inside Outside or whatever it's called two. Um, no, j- just a guess. But it's still I don't know there, if it left man. itself open for that kind of thing. But uh, the Good Dinosaur. I think we were talking about this other the other day. Did that thing do any good? I never saw that movie. I didn't see it either. Neither you know, I. there was a time I saw all of these. You know, I was in the theaters seeing all the stuff. Now I'm not seeing hardly anything unless it really looks good. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> funny thing is, they don't even show a budget, so that's telling you something. It only made 123 million uh, domestically oh, and only good. 332 worldwide. I bet you the budget was more than 123. Just a guess. Based on all these other ones, what I'm seeing okay. on the budget. So, but this yeah. guy says everything Pixar has done is gold, and we're we're saying maybe not so much. But I'm, I'm saying not so much, and I'm also I was trying to figure out. Uh, see, when okay, you guys surprised me one night when we were talking about Pixar, and I forgot how long ago Disney bought uh, Pixar. What year do you remember? Five, seven, two thousand five, two thousand seven. No, I'll say before then. It was okay. It when was, did when was, did I? Okay, it was right after Eisner took retire. over because right. Um, it was the first thing he did to kind of smooth over all the mess yes. that Eisner made. Well, yeah. The, okay. the, I'm gonna yeah, have to, whatever right. you want to call that. Yeah, I'm going to the browser because I want to say it was like 2005 between 2005 and seven. Well, basically, okay. So, from let's say from the two thousand, let's just start 2006. with brother. Two thousand six. Ah, okay. two thousand six, okay. right in the middle. So, prior to this, and uh, oh, you know, crap! They're mixing these things up. I, I, I did a list for Disney animated features. I, I realized that, that they're slipping in Pixar's, um, and then I forgot that Disney did some through like their Toon Studios and what's yeah, that yeah. other one? Yeah. Vanguard Animation. Um, so, okay, Chicken Little, mm, you know, not that great. That was, um, that was computer. That was CG. I don't care if it's CG or hand. That's that's not – because remember, they they didn't do that great when they went back to hand. Everybody got all, you know, weepy-eyed and <laughs> panties creamed and everything over them doing that, and then wasn't that great of a movie. Uh, See, so Meet the Robinsons. Um, CG. What? CG, I don't, I don't, I don't care if it's CG or hand animated. I'm okay, just saying but, okay, everything's CG now. So, okay, what, but think about this: it was, it was their attempt to keep up by 
ditching hand drawn and going to CG. That's my yeah. Point. And you know, wasn't there a pair of podcasters that are no longer a pair anymore, saying that CG was like a flash in a pan when it was Pixar was first doing them, and you know, hand will always win, and I, no. or maybe they didn't say hand was always going to win, but I'm pretty sure they said PG or uh, CG wasn't was this? not here to Who's last. This? Do I want to call them out if just in case I'm slightly incorrect? Oh, I debated no. one of them. And the uh, other one, okay, then we'll do Florida. it offline because I don't remember yeah. what you're talking. Okay, okay, we won't, we won't call them. Out yeah, for, so I'm trying for to, the you know, five I, people I, that are listening, and they probably already know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, I, so I'm just looking, and then okay, since um, the Pixar uh, uh, combat, you know, uh, acquisition, they've made Bolt at Disney. They've made. Um, Princess and the oh, Princess and the Frog was in two thousand nine. I was thinking that's that was going back to the hand, and it yes. Uh, now it'd be interesting to see what that did, because I don't. I was thinking that was uh, kind of a croaker. Okay, but so two thousand six, right? But the money, right? How much do they spend? Oh, <laughs> Princess and the Frog. Oh, it went. You might have say it should stay. It should have stayed in the bogs and the uh, bayous. Bad, bad, that bad, eh? Uh, hundred and five million budget. It opened. Get this. It opened domestically with seven hundred eighty six thousand. Yeah, oh, I, I didn't see that movie uh, until it was on. Actually, it, how many? I'm, I'm curious though. Does it say how many screens it opened up to? Uh, Probably four thousand. What, what the what the price per screen was? I don't know, but it, it only made $104 million. It cost $105. Uh, worldwide, it only got up to $267. Uh, let us see. Release date. You know, it doesn't... You know, I don't like the new box office mojo. I got to look around for shit. It used to just kind of be, like, all right there. Um, but let's see. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. And it opened on a... Oh, here. Um... A widest release was three uh, thirty four hundred seventy five uh, screens. Oh, opening was two theaters. Okay, so okay, so Pixar he they bought. Now, hang on, go ahead. Oh, go, Cause, well, cause, I was going to say, is does Disney does the Disney Studio theoretically exist anymore, or yes. is everything a combination Pixar Disney? No, there's Pixar stuff, and there's. There's there's still Disney animation. What, okay, when's the last time I've seen something that's totally Disney? And it seems like they everything just, lately says just, Disney Pixar. No, no, they just did something. And now you're making me. Because yeah. I'm looking at my list of things. Like, I love Coco. Coco was great. Um, but hang on. Don't don't go down there just yet. Just Okay. I, I'm going to. Oh, I know Finding Dory did like shit. Let me look that All one All right, up. so Frozen. Disney, that's not Pixar. Okay, there we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Zootopia, uh, Disney. Moana, it, Disney. Big no, no Pixar, No Pixar influence at all in those. I'm just telling the studios. Well, the same computers are being used, basically, but... Are they? But they're... They, 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 they have two physical uh, studios. Yes. Now, okay. I'm... I'm just going by this list here, and it, yeah, no, it, no, it, no, it falls all calls out, the Pixar stuff... Walt Disney Animation Studios stuff, Disney Tunes I'm leaving out because that's straight to freaking yeah, yeah, forget uh, that Studio stuff. Ghibli I'm leaving out because that's 
Uh, yes, you know, okay. yeah, don't worry about it. But so they have they have it definitely called out. Walt Disney, Pixar is separate. So okay, Walt, I forgot about Frozen. Okay, so I, I, I want to go down the list because you're we're talking. They bought Pixar yeah, yeah, in yeah, 2006. Yeah. Everything yeah, yeah. Pixar does is great. So let's say everything Pixar has done since Disney bought them, if it's been great or not, because we can all agree that Toy Story, Bugs Life, Toy Story Two, Monsters, Finding Nemo, and The Incredibles, and Cars. Oh, so, all good well, stuff. Those are all cars. I'm going to count as pre-Disney because it came out in June of 2006. Yeah, it was already in production. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next, since the purchase date, the next up was Ratatouille. You could also probably make an argument that was already well in production when it was bought. Oh yeah, I'm sure it was. Wally, June of 2008, may or may not have been in production when it was bought in January of 2006. I'm guessing early production. So let's say up May of 2009. So that's the first one from start to finish, fully with Disney and ownership. Probably. Can we agree? Okay, so up. Good, right? Toy Story yeah. 3. That was, probably, yeah. that was probably at the insistence of the new owners. Make a third one. Yeah, yeah. Cars 2, make another one. Yep. So Brave would be the first one based on... That, the, wasn't, a, that wasn't a sequel. And, well, up was not a sequel. Oh, sorry. You're, you're right. But in, okay. in those four you mentioned, yes. weren't three of them two, sequels? Two sequels, Up, two sequels, and Brave. Okay. So, so Up, Good, the two sequels, Brave, meh. Monsters University, meh. sequel. You know, I don't think I saw... Oh, yeah, I saw the second one. Okay. Huh. I'm in, sorry. I, I haven't looked up the numbers. Inside Out, already five years old. Yikes. It's hard to believe in it. Okay. We consider that one also meh, right? Yeah. Good yeah. Dinosaur, Bad... Yeah, Finding Dory. I just looked up Finding Dory. I had heard it that it this was great Finding stuff didn't do well, but uh, well they don't give the budget here, but it did four hundred eighty six million domestically, and another five, almost five and a half internationally. So it did a billion dollars worldwide. But it's a sequel. I'd say success. It's a sequel. Yeah. Okay. Cars three, another sequel. This one didn't do so good. You know, and I would have thought Cars Two. Personally, I thought it sucked. Uh, yeah, I like, I like Cars Three. three I like. Yeah, same here. So here's the first. Here's only the third original since in Disney eleven years over. since Disney took over was Coco. Oh, Coco was awesome. Yes. Okay, and then we got Incredibles Two and Toy Story Four. So more, more sequels. Yes. The next- so you could say that the purchase of Disney has hurt Pixar. Because now they're in sequel mode. Yes. It's, like, it's, it's almost like they've got to turn out two sequels to get one original. But there's two movies coming out this year. Both Pixar and both are originals. One's Onward and the other is Soul. Yeah, I've seen some things about that. Don't know enough. Okay. So there you go. So that's... Right. Okay. But what has Disney... Is, have they improved the Disney studio? Okay. So now I'm going to flip over to Disney's. Uh, this list Pure little, Disney. Right? This list a little bit harder, right? So... June 2006 is when they got bought. So, Meet the Robinsons, Walt Disney. I would say that, I, I have, I would say that was yeah. already in production. Yeah. In well, June. but part, remember, part of his argument was Disney's studio was so bad, they needed the help of oh, Okay, so you already go before. What did they have before? Well, no. We, I already did a few of those before. We said they were like, eh, you know. I don't know. There's some decent ones. Well, get, uh, what's a decent one? Okay. I don't know. 
I'm, look, <laughs> I'm looking more, more. Uh, I mean, how far back do I go, right? Uh, well, a couple years before. Well, okay. Disney used to take two to three years to do all their, or maybe sometimes three to four years. Uh, Lilo and Stitch. That was 2002. So uh, Lilo and Stitch, I, people like that one. Emperor's I'm, New I'm a, Groove, I like that, but that was apparently a, a disaster that got saved. Well, Emperor's, is that, that's a standalone, right? That's not the, that wasn't a sequel, right? No, it's not a sequel. Yeah, I. that's with Gronk and, and all that stuff, yes. right? Yeah, we saw in the theater, I kind of liked it, and but haven't they had some spinoffs like on Disney, like Disney TV? Channel, or, but yeah, that, that's... You know, that's taking your investment and getting and wringing every dollar out of it. Sure. So let's, sure. okay, let's, let's start with the, I'm going to go back to the peak, right? Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and The Lion King. Three years in a row, big movies, right? Next. Well, even, I, I didn't think Dinosaur did fairly well. Uh, Tarzan, Mulan. Okay, but that's, that's later. After Lion oh, King. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Emperor's New Groove. Oh, sorry. I'm. I, I was mixing. Sorry, I was mixing that up with um, Hercule, Hercules. Yeah, Hercules. Wait, wait. Hercules. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Gronk is Emperor's New Groove, dude. That's Come Emperor's on. New Groove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm, are you are you like looking at two different things while I'm talking and confusing yourself or what? No, 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 no. I well, I went to the IMDb list. No, and I can't go now, there. now I've got the posters. No, I can't uh, do that. Okay. <laughs> so, so I'm going to say again, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, three years in a row. The, hit, hit, hit. the zenith right. of Walt Disney animation and the rebirth, right? Sure, sure. Uh, then comes Pocahontas, bah. Hunchback. Not for me, but it did okay, right? It's getting, I don't know. it got play, right? Hunchback, uh, Hercules, uh, Mulan, good. Uh, Tarzan, okay. But you're, you're going now, you're, you're like... I'm, Six years before the yeah, but I, I'm you got to ramp up to it, right? Oh, okay, yeah. All Fantasia right. two thousand, mm, visually great snoozer for me. Dinosaur, I liked it. Saw that down in Hollywood. Atlantis, the Lost Empire, uh, horrible. They were going to yeah. do some. They were yeah. going to do some stuff in uh, yeah. Tomorrowland based yes. on this. that yes. didn't happen it, because of this tanker. Yes. Yeah, Lilo and Stitch. Well, we know that did well because Florida was like plastered with that stupid stitch for how long yeah. and even changed an attraction. Treasure Planet. Another stinker, but my daughter loves it. Brother Bear. Oh, you skipped, didn't you skip Peter Pan Neverland? You turned to Neverland? Or you're not counting those? Uh, that sounds like a straight to video. Yeah, I think it was. It uh, may okay. be. Brother Bear, then Home Brother on the Bear. Range. And okay, so okay, listen, a Brother Bear. I was entertained. I don't think it was the top of their game, but I was somewhat entertained by it. Yeah. I don't know if it did well. I'd have to look those. Home on the okay. range. Home on the range. You didn't call. You didn't count. And, Val- oh, Valiance. They just released that, right? Vanguard, another yeah, and, okay. and Home on the Range became a little bit more of a controversy on that one because of a PG rating. I never seen this. I never seen Home it on the Range. It did have a PG rating. Ah, yeah, I'm not because, sure if I've seen it all the way through or not. According to the story, it was because of one joke that was in there. Really? Was it a fart joke? No, it was when uh, they're looking at the cows, and it's from it, from in back, looking underneath the cow at the people at the people staring at her. And, of course, it's uh, uh, Roseanne that's doing the voice. It's like some utterly... 
and you see the udder there, and she makes the comment, they're real. Oh, my God. And oh. <laughs> story, MPAA said, that's a PG joke. And they and they, they tried to fight it, but they didn't I want to cut the it joke. Out if but, they wanted it. That's just dumb. yeah, yeah. They didn't want to take the joke out, but they just took the PG rating All on right. it. So the last okay, two Walt Disney animation before wait, Pixar. Wait, hold, hold, hold on, Mike. There's, there's an important. Uh, I think an important important point to make here. It said after IMDb is saying this, so it says after this Disney or after this Disney said. You know we're done with these animations; they're not working anymore. We're gonna we're going to stop hand drawn animation, and as a result, they switched to the now popular computer animation. Disney didn't make another hand drawn animation until 2009, five years later, just to put a let's say a defining line on hand drawn to all CG. Yeah, well, you do what makes money, right? Or CA really? It's it's not. Yeah, it's the same technology just being put into a different. Yeah, in fact, um, if I remember, and I'm looking up the story on Pixar right now, Pixar was originally part of Industrial Light and Magic, and you had two groups: one that was making photorealistic, and one that was doing the cartoons. And they decided they wanted to split because Lucas was only really interested in the photorealistic. So Steve Jobs took the Pixar part and went down to Palo Alto and started continuing on with that stuff to build up Pixar. Yeah, but it goes further back to even to that when Lasseter was still at Disney and Disney wasn't interested in it. He took it to, I think, IML. There, This thing goes back. You can circle it back to Disney, I believe, uh, when they weren't interested. And Lasseter basically took it with him. And, you know, it is what it is. But And my... I'm looking at. I don't. I had heard from a number of different things that one. I'm looking at the story here that according to a uh, interview with Lasseter, he made a comment that when Bob Iger was at the opening of Hong Kong Disneyland, was watching the parade, he noticed that all the Disney characters in the parade, not one of the characters was had been created within the last ten years. And that's when he started realizing we need to do something more, something bigger. So he started looking at Pixar, but I also heard on the side that uh, Steve Jobs was keeping the technology that Pixar was using fairly close to home with him and that Disney wanted to be able to get a hold of that technology. So that was another reason they wanted to get Pixar. Well, I don't think that Pixar – okay, so Disney with Chicken Little, Disney started doing computer animated features. It's, I mean it was – Yes, it's out there. They have their own. ILM Pixar had their own proprietary one, but Disney had theirs. Other people had theirs. It's not like there wasn't something out there. Yes, maybe did they want it, but they also wanted the storytellers. They wanted the people that were being a success at making it. You can draw the the most beautiful animation and have the shittiest story. Well, we've talked you know, about that many times. So now, okay. So you were at Chicken Little. That was the that, first one. That was the last uh, Walt Disney Studio picture before they bought Pixar. Next came Meet the Robinsons, which we're pretty sure was in production was in already. Production. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the next Walt Disney Animation Studio after that was Bolt. Yeah. So the other things we're seeing in here, like Roadside Romeo, yeah. uh, The Wild, these are like either straight to video or not something. Not else. Walt Disney Animation. So do you okay. think? Bolt, the people did Bolt got some influence from Pixar. 
It's hard to say. 2008, it was probably in production for a couple okay. of years. And so Princess, that, Princess and the Frog is next, but that's hand-drawn, so we don't count that. Then comes Tangled. Yeah, they, well, but, you know, with, with Princess and the Frog, as much as Lasseter is, you know, um, champion the 3D animation, if I remember what you say, were you there, Mike? Well, that would, that would have been the first year of D23, because when they showed the preview or trailer of this, I swear girls were fainting, grabbing their pearls, you know, guys were, you know, getting hard-ons. They just thought this was going to be the greatest. I guess we'll have to be PG-13 now, too, huh? They thought this was going to be the greatest thing ever. And I want to say that even Lasseter was kind of behind this to, to bring back classic Disney animation. It would be very distinct. Pixar's computer, Disney goes back to, you know, being the traditional guy, and it, it failed. Yeah, but I think that had a lot to do with the story, I think the, story was the stupid, casting, yeah. Yeah. and that, uh, a lot of it, you know. Well, also the because um, I'd say Tangled, you know, which was next, was fairly successful. I like Tangled. I don't, uh, you know, I'll look at that one because I, I like it, but I want to say that it's not considered really a big giant hit, but maybe it was. Uh, let's see some numbers. I've, they've got a few things at the park around it, right? Yes. Ooh, but, oh. Ouch! No. Oh man, it, it had a budget of two hundred and sixty million dollars. No, yes. Which it one? Only, uh, tangled. tangled. Holy smokes! Wow! It only made two hundred million domestically and three hundred ninety internationally Yikes. for a total of three or five hundred ninety-one seven. No, so it would not. needed five hundred and uh, what twenty to break even if based on you know this calculation we're still doing that's not that's not looking good i didn't think they're you know to me the story felt classically disney as far as their princess stories i don't know why it didn't do that well but yeah, obviously I'm, i it saw it did not yeah. i saw it yeah i went and saw it all right so uh, the point of listing all these is is did the acquisition help or hurt <laughs> either company right I if if anything, I think it hurt Pixar in that they're they're beholden to the it, like you guys like all oh, the, the bean counter. We need sequels. We we know these characters sell. Let's yeah. let's pound the hell out of them. And maybe they're not making as much original. You know who, who knows how many sequels they would have continued to make. Look how long it took to get an Incredibles, another one, right? And I bet you that was part of the Disney acquisition. Is yeah, but that's all, that, that was twelve years after the acquisition. I don't know. But still, yeah. I mean, but you know. you're you're talking about a couple other variables uh, making the sequels. It's not just are they going to be able? Can you get the actors, the voices, uh, the Incredibles? You really only had three actors you had to get back. Um, but you do something like Toy Story. You're talking about a lot of different, a number of people that are doing different voices. And in particular, you know, of course, you got Tim Allen and uh, uh, Tom Hanks that you need to, who are both very busy doing other projects, be able to get them to sit down and say yes on this project here. So, you know, you got a lot of other variables on being a, whether well, it's just going to be a sequel or, you know, do you have a chance to do a sequel? But we can turn that argument against you. They've done four Toy Stories. And you said they needed a bunch of actors. They've only done two Incredibles, and they need they needed basically three, right? Returnees. So that that argument's kind of backwards for well, 
what you're saying. But well, interesting note, IMDb is saying that Tangled proved that Disney never lost its magic. <sighs> now they're back just as good as the 90s, yet the movie basically no, tanked no, in the theater. No, no. Yeah. Um, what we haven't mentioned yet, though, is how yeah. much Disney paid for Pixar. Oh yeah, that because yes, this was this was a big big thing. Um, it was they freaking bucket loads of money, dude. Wasn't it seven billion dollars? I want to say twelve. Well, let's look it up. Yeah, that can't say, be too hard to find. I say how much? Oh, you're looking at it. Did okay. Disney pay for Pixar? I want to say it's like seven 12. and a half billion. Oh, seven point four. Okay, uh, I was way off. You you were way off. Yes, I'm going to look up what they paid. So for Mar, okay, for Marvel, so Marvel, for Marvel they four. paid four point two four billion. And 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 uh, Lucasfilm was like another half half a million more than that. Well, because they had to. Well, I think just um, a little bit more. I think what you were confusing is what um, Lucas wanted. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he asked for twelve. <laughs> yeah, and they're like. <laughs> Wait, okay, you want 12? Let's actually look and see what you're worth. You're worth four. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so I, I think we can say maybe this guy's, um, uh, what do you say, observation that everything um, they've done for, um, you know, Pixar's done has been magic. I, I don't think they've had the gigantic hits that they were doing. If anything, I want to think they've been a little more watered down since the acquisition, I think just a little watered down from what they were doing because they're doing so many sequels, right? Um, but since the acquisition, Disney done has done some good stuff like Moana and Zootopia, like you were saying. Big Big Hero Six, Frozen. I believe, did pretty well. Frozen, I liked come it. on. Frozen's huge. Not some, you know. But there's one of those. Won't die. There's one of those uh, films that's got a song that may be not that far off of if it's a small world. It's a classic, but you're tired of hearing it. Yep. And if you got to hear it one more time, you might just shoot yourself. If I had, um, if I had it, I'd play it right now. <laughs> <laughs> just, to- <laughs> just to mess with yeah. us, right? Uh, wait, I have, wait, wait, um, I got, but you got to um, just let it go. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, you, no, you, no. You got to admit though, I got that, uh, <laughs> Adina Menzel has got to have one of the strongest, best voices out there. I mean, that that girl can belt. Um, she was great and wicked. Uh, it's just, yeah. And, you know, I don't know. It was good. So, but, uh, so let's move on. So the next thing was. Um, can you hear that? They acqui- oh. <laughs> okay, that's all. I'll do. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, that's all right. Uh Okay, so the next thing is they bought Marvel. And 2009. We, I don't know if there's anything we can really say plus or minus about Marvel. Marvel's done nothing but make them <laughs> billions of, uh, of bucks. Uh, so, the acquisition was a good acquisition, I would say. No question. Yes, and they, they, only, and they only paid, they paid four, what 4.24. 4.24. Okay, was, so what did they pay again? Let's 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 remind ourselves. Seven. How much did they pay for uh, Pixar? Seven, seven, right? Seven, seven and some change. Yes. So, a little more than half uh, that they get Marvel for, which I think in the long run may have made them a lot more money. Um, and again, Marvel had stuff in production. 
they had a creative team. They had a studio going. Yeah. Uh, and it's just went, I, I don't think Disney, actually, if anything, I think Disney overdid it. it, it, it people are tired. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm speaking hyperbolically here, but I think people are tired of freaking everything being based off of a comic book and a graphic novel right now. It's like, give us something original that's not a comic. Well, okay, but think about this for a second. Yeah, go ahead. The The success of this has to come from people that want to see it, right? So that just tells oh, sure. me that just tells me that there's that many comic book readers out there that are just thrilled with this stuff and they're going to go well, quite, see it as much as they can. Quite and, honestly, I'm I'm what, not a comic book guy at all. It's been a long time since I picked up a comic book and I didn't really know I, I generally knew a lot of um, some of the, or some of these characters from the old Saturday morning cartoons. You know, we had the DC World. Uh, what was that? I can't remember that was called. You know, the when they had Superman and the Invisible Lady in her plane and Spider Man. There, there was that Woman? woman. Yeah, that girl. Um, yeah, there was that no, group. That girl and, was Marlo Thomas. Yeah, thank you. And then I knew a little bit about an Iron Man and, a, and the Incredible Hulk. You know, there was enough knowledge that they were out there. But I was no fanboy that had any idea how the universe worked. But I enjoyed the movies. They were well done. Sure. Well, you didn't need to. So yes. I didn't, you know. Well, you know, when I was uh, studying on uh, writing scripts and everything, I had somebody that was telling me, if you ever get into a stalled spot, go get yourself a comic book because those make the perfect scripts. You look at the, the scene, that the, describe what you're seeing in the frame, and then you have your lines that are separated from it. And, yeah, it actually, comic books lend themselves to be made into movies. Um, I think your biggest plus on this entire thing, though, was John Favreau. He, was the, he did first Iron Man. He's been pushing a lot of it through. And I think, you know, Stan Lee had always talked that he wanted to get something more than just cartoons. And there was a couple failed attempts at trying to do uh, Captain America years ago and everything. But finally you had somebody in John Favreau that was able to bring what the vision that Stan Lee was having of making a real serious, you know, movie out of it. Yeah. But they, you know, they, they'd also licensed out a lot of their people to other, Studios that had done well, not a lot, uh, right? They well, had, they licensed not Spider Man, Spider Man, okay, which is probably their biggest. I would say he's the biggest Marvel property, which is why everybody wanted. Well, what about the X the X Men? X Men come next, okay. And, the Incredible Hulk. Uh, it's been done over and over and over, and I'm not sure how many. Uh, all the, only one, only one non Marvel studio Hulk film. Really, um, but you go, go back and they did Hulk. TV, TV years ago. That's, that's what I'm thinking is the Hulk TV with. Uh, but who okay, uh, was that? Universal Studios. Who? What television? It, yes, it was. What television? I don't know. I gotta go look now. TV. Well, okay. While you're trying to think, what was the first uh, Marvel movie made by Disney? After Disney bought them, so they were bought in 2009. So Iron Man two, and then Thor. <laughs> but they were probably already in production, right? Well, that's what I say because I was I just did a quick search here and it Cap- says what was the first Marvel Disney Marvel movie made by Disney and it said the, it was the Iron Man in two thousand eight. No, no, two thousand. But they didn't buy them until two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. So, so 
everyone points to Iron Man in 2008 as the first Marvel Studios production, right? They got bought. Okay. They got bought in August of 2009. Yeah. So the next Marvel Studio was uh, production after that was Iron Man two, and then in 2011 was Thor and Captain America: The First Avenger. So I want to. I'm pretty sure that Iron Man two was already in production when they got bought. They had to have been. Well, it went, wait. Iron Man two. 2010. 2010 they bought him in two, oh yeah it probably would but they also made the incredible hulk in 2008 um okay. it was uh universal television that produced the television universal, show it was universal studios okay yeah. so I, thor I, I 2011 doubt, do you think thor I was doubt, i think thor was already in production because uh wasn't it the first iron man that ended with thor's hammer in the in the end yeah, or was that iron man 2 that was iron man 2 uh, but when you got Captain oh. America coming out so close to Thor, you know those all had to be yeah. so worked then, out. And I, w- I wouldn't doubt that... The Avengers, um, 2012? Maybe, yes. Probably. Because I I would say that the studio, if anything, oh. may have had a map it says, of where they were going. It says right, right here, The Avengers, first Marvel Studios film distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. Okay, d- just because it's distributed doesn't mean it was made by them. No, because, no, but we you know. can... You can pretty much draw the line that we want to distribute it because we own the franchise sure, now, sure. right? You, yeah, you so can say this, that. So this is the first, I want to say that this probably points to the first one that Disney fully had their fingers in is the Avengers. I, w- I would probably go with that, yeah. And yes, and it's, right. and it's no secret this whole thing is mapped out. All the yeah. stuff was mapped out somewhere. But did they change the map when they came in? Was there anything that they said we need more of this? I don't think less so. Of that? I don't think so. You know, no. I, I you don't you don't I've think not like, heard or seen anything where that what's his name Feige the the dude that's like all in charge of this has been yeah has been influenced pushed, pushed or whatever to do something different. Okay. You know, I I was not that interested in Black Widow when I heard they were going to make one, but from what I've seen of the trailers, looks it, looks it looks like they may have a good story going there. Because um, it's all about fun I, for me. Really, right? I, I, I haven't found her character all that interesting. Or and I'm like, why is she an Avenger? Why do I care about her? Yeah, but now, you, no. Yeah, you know. you're, I think here's for me because I'm not a comic book guy. I go, mm-hmm. I go to these films. Am I going to have fun? It makes me laugh. Do I have fun? All right. And if I don't have fun, then it's all meh. But I don't think I've watched one of these yet and gone, this is stupid. You know, this is a waste of my time. No, no, I haven't. Um, I, there's been none of them that I thought. Well, you know, I wasn't as big into the Thor. My daughter and my wife love the Thor movies. Um, First I one's was good, un- second one, meh. The yeah, I was unsure was about Guardians until I saw it, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is like, where's this one been? Yes. Um, and the same with Ant-Man. I thought, who cares about little Ant-Man? I actually think, to me, the strongest films are Ant-Man and Guardian because they're not overly serious. And they don't take yes, themselves Yes, they don't take serious. themselves, yes. You know, where you, you got uh, Stark who's, you know, just overly takes himself way too serious, um, I think. But maybe that was Iron Man's character in the comics. I, I don't know. Um, but anyways, I yeah, I love the, the Ant-Man and I love... Guardians and the rest of them I can take. Doctor Strange I thought was 
a little bit slow. Didn't really didn't do that much for me. Yeah, but you had to have the story. So you understood. Yeah. This, so you understood what he was doing in later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But see, that's the hard thing. Is if let's say you're not a Thor guy and you skip the Thor films, and then later on when you're having a you know an Avengers movie and you're like, well, wait, what's what's this going on? It's like seeing it's like seeing the guy in the in the uh, Millennium Falcon ride. You go, who's this guy up here talking to us? And you're like, oh, he's in this cartoon series. I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've got to uh, dig deep now, you know. Uh, Hondo, right? Hondo, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I would say Disney, this was a good goodbye. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think they, I think they got, really I think they got well. more for their money on the Marvel acquisition <sighs> than they did on Pixar, Pixar. Even though they paid almost twice as much. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think part of Pixar was like, you know, they'd had a great relationship and it's like they need to be in the family. We're, we're going to willing to pay this and maybe a little bit. So we're tired of being upstaged in that market. You know, there might be a little bit of that, too. Oh, and they were willing to pay for it. And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty, oh. I'm pretty sure uh, what's his face last year's mission was to just screw over <laughs> Eisner at every chance he got. Could have been, you know, maybe, you know, they didn't want to, some animosity there. I'm sure we didn't see it wanting to go to SKG or wherever it was may oh, have yeah, ended yeah. up, you know? Um, so, so I get it, you know? Uh, okay. So, uh, so we can all agree that this went pretty good and I don't think there's anything bad to say unless you're just tired of seeing these movies, which some of us kind of are, um, uh, it's it's kind of like the attractions at the park. Can you give us anything original that's not uh, based off of someone else's properties? But no. Uh, no. <laughs> so okay. So now the big you say crude de gras, I guess, is Lucasfilm, and basically the guy sets us up with these two saying, "What a success! What great you know? Oh, what yeah. a great decision! They were so smart to do all this," and then they bought Lucasfilm, and. I think he actually said that uh, uh, who, who's uh, Iger and Lucas knew each other from years ago that there was some connection or something. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere, somewhere they talked about somebody had a lunch saying, hey, you're not getting any younger or healthier, which made me wonder, does George have a health problem other than his weight that is the rest of us don't know? Or is this just some guy poking the bear a little bit with, with that? comment because he's not the thin guy he used to be and who is you know and uh you know so lucas like yeah you know i i don't have a he hasn't named a successor they have no ideas kids aren't interested you know they're not there to uh to run the place so sure i'm not doing anything i'm not making any films uh my last three uh cgi created star wars films sucked um Actually, I don't think they totally sucked. There was there's something to find in all. Come of them, on, we were there the first day. We were there the first day of episode one. But you, but <laughs> just like fanboys, yeah. I hope this doesn't suck. <laughs> well, but still, I mean, you know, there's well, you're right. You're, the, you're, the worst, okay, the worst Star Trek Star film is still better than you no, know, no Star Trek. The rom coms were dragged to sometimes, right? Um, it's still Star Trek, or it's still Star Wars. So there's always something to find. And I went back and saw clones and, you know, Jedi. So, you know, yeah, we saw them all. Now, so basically what he is saying that everything they've done with Lucasfilm has sucked. That 
these three fit well the Five. third film wasn't out yet Five well movies. yeah let's let, well let's i'm first i'm counting the 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 luke skywalker saga or whatever you want you know the star okay. wars uh the star wars main star wars films the first two sucked this basically was since they were unsuccessful they weren't fans didn't like them and yes you got the two side stories uh solo and rogue one rogue one i didn't care for that much um really lots of people like that movie I, I like know. the movie, but I definitely got to say they did not set up a sequel on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I don't like is I don't like a reactionary protagonist. She was never in the lead. She was always following or reacting to something versus taking the lead. I don't like those kind of lead. And I do think Disney has is, is been playing to girl power. Nothing, you know, I don't mind strong women at all. But it seems like Disney has done their best to raw, raw the girl power. Who's the reactionary protagonist? Uh, I don't even know what her name is. The the main. What, what movie are you girl. talking about? Rogue One. Oh, the the main character for Rogue One. You thought she's a, uh, a reactionary protagonist? Yes. Yeah, she never took the lead in anything. She yeah. was dragged along on everything. But you know that movie got. Reshot too, right? That they had to do reshoots on that. Change the story. It's only, you know what movie doesn't? Well, I'm oh, sure there are some. Apparently, that don't have a lot. This one and yeah, solo. You know, and solo. They fired the freaking first set of dudes. So, I you know I sometimes wonder on the especially with this because of course this subject is very touchy because someone else is taking over the reins and when people aren't happy they you know go to the internet right away and start telling yeah. stories and how much of it is true. You know where can you? judge it like we're we're doing here where can you judge what is um but was okay. true or not so we know did, now did you did you like solo i did karen liked it too you know, the only thing she didn't like about solo was that guy does not have the features of harrison ford no, not even close you know she she starts looking at eyes nose cheek you know she's like this this guy is not a young solo I enjoyed the story. wasn't quite the backstory that I expected, based on years of hearing Richard tell me what what he was and how we saved Chewie. And I just had a different picture in my mind of how that all happened. Um, you know, he was barely part of the Empire. You know, the way I in, in the movie. You know, it's not like he spent years there, but he still wears their clothes pants. through the pants. the movie. <laughs> well, the, the the vest and the pants and. You know, put a jacket on there, and you, you've got a uniform. But, but if, they're, if they're the only pants you have. Well, come on. He's a smuggler. He can get anything he wants. <laughs> right? Yeah, look at Lando. Very flamboyant. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. But so, overall, I enjoyed the movie. But they're saying Solo killed spinoffs. But I know they're still, uh, yeah, they're, at they're least good. I hear they're still spinoffs. You're going to works. Disney Plus, though, I think. It could be. Could be. I, I think The Mandalorian is freaking awesome. But, Took again, me a while. I thought they're John Favreau. Hmm. You know, here's a guy you mentioned Favreau earlier, and I wanted to mention this. My early impressions of John Favreau were, or probably is, the replacements. Yeah, <laughs> he played football. He was a line, yes. he's a linebacker, right? Yeah. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. I'll get you the ball. I'll get you the ball. And he's like this psycho, you know, ex-cop football player that is just literally psycho. And this guy turns out to be a brilliant director. He's also brilliant. I mean, also, writer, director. He's also you know, f- uh, 
He's also key to something else coming back. Oh, I've got to look now. Um, but, okay. Well, he did uh, Jungle Book, the live movie on that one. Ye- no. Junk- no, Lion King. Didn't he do Lion King? And he did Lion King, I believe. <laughs> what? You're laughing. I'm looking at IMDb and it pops up. John Favreau, producer and chef. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You know, you got a lot of these people. They're they're all producers, actors, and when you're thinking, what have you produced? You know, but a lot of them get producing credits, second or third year into just, their show, just to to get some extra money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. who who was it that we that we, you were buying stuff from quite often in at NAB and. His tag at NAB said CEO, head custodian, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I like guys that have Elf, like that's that. the other one he did. Elf. Elf. Oh, Elf. Elf. Yeah. yeah. But anyways... Um, Okay, so, so the guy, the guy's saying, look, they, you know, Lucas wants... We kind of went sideways here. What, what's new? You know, Lucas wants like $12 million, and they're like, come on, our bean counters will tell us you're worth... You know, four, but no, I've got to have more. You know, I got to save face. I got to get at least as much as you Pixar, know, yeah. or, uh, Pixar, yeah, Pixar, not Pixar, um, or Marvel, Marvel, yeah. Well, I think I think he wanted Pixar money, and they're like maybe Marvel money. That sounds right. Because they you know they got a library. I mean, they're getting an awesome library. They're gonna you know if they can market it, put it back out there, and make some money. You know, they got the toy. There's a lot of things. I mean, Lucas. I did read an article where Lucas made a brilliant move if not maybe by accident that fox i forgot what the film was where they had made like a ton of action figures or toys for a film that tanked so they were not willing to do that again so lucas got the right toy rights for star wars which you we all know turned into yeah. A giant, giant hit. Uh, so, and, and it's almost become like a, what you might say, a blueprint for films from that point on. So, you know, th- there's a lot they're getting for their purchase, you know, for their money. But there's, okay, there's nothing, there's no production team. I mean, ILM is probably the best thing that came out of Lucas all these years. They're They're making money. They're... They're and, doing effects for a lot of people. And they're always working, yes. They're always... They're always but as far as the film studio side, there's, there's nothing squat going on. Absolutely nothing going on. They weren't a so, film... I wouldn't even call them a film studio. I'd call no. them a a company that owns mm-hmm. some rights, but they weren't actually yeah. using it to do anything. Okay, so, you know, this whole term studio, sometimes I find uh, a little... Um, I, I don't know. I'm old school. A studio is like what I see at Fox, what I see at Disney. What I there, there's ground, there's sound stages. You know, Marvel didn't have a studio. I don't believe, right? They they rent out space somewhere. They make their film. Yes, correct. But you they call yourself, a, space, yeah, yeah. You call yourself a studio. Uh, I get it, but I'm kind of old school with that one. I, I want to see like, I want to see stuff. I want to see buildings. I want to be able to touch it. So, but. They they were doing something. They they had their offices. They had a production staff. They they had stuff going. Lucas had nothing. Absolutely nothing going on. I, what was the last thing they'd actually made? Probably yeah, the, they're probably the the, the rebels. The prequels. 
or Rebels. Okay, maybe? you want if you want film only, film only, then it's the prequels. But they were they they were they had stuff for Disney Television, the Clone Wars and Rebels. Okay, and who was really making that? And who was really right? Was it really was anybody in their studio? Yeah, their their system okay, so, really doing it, or was it licensed? Where no, no, there's a guy named Dave Filoni that's the the keeper of the. Oh, I've seen the, that guy's name. Yeah, he's the keeper yeah. of the uh, Star Wars television kind of stuff. He's the okay. He he, he keeps the the universe going and the well, he's the one that the had, usually starts all the stuff up. I think. Okay, his name's on Mandalorian too, isn't it? Yeah, he he was one of the X wing pilots in that. Uh, Really? Episode six, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, you know, Disney's paid a lot of money. So then basically he's saying that, okay, so they, they make the Star Wars land, Galaxy's Edge. And he called it a failure. Now, what I'm, from what I'm seeing, I don't, I, don't, I don't see failure. I see some bad marketing or maybe some they built up the hype so much as I think they scare some people off. I was off. like, forget that. I'm not going there. Yeah. Yeah. They had some attractions that didn't open on time, uh, and I think that's a minor part. I think Richard says he's getting some information that might play it up a little larger. I find that to be a little minor, but that's just me. That's opinion. I, the, the, the area is beautiful. you got to say that's one of the best well, – well, immersive areas. I, I don't necessarily – the flow, the where things are, I think there's some dead spaces you know, coming from my designer mind, but hey <laughs> – I'm not getting paid. What do you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I get paid to do houses and, you know, ice cream shops and, you know, barbecue places, things like that. Um, But I just look at it from, you know, how's how's guest flow? What's going on here? What don't I see there? But it looks good to me. It's busy. You can't get in a cantina without a reservation. The line for, uh, you know, the uh, cantina uh, reservations are still even since, what, six, seven months later? Yeah, and the Millennium Falcon ride, not the best ride. I think it's an arcade game, but, you know, it's busy. And now you got Rise, which looks to be excellent, though, you know, I finally have read some negative reviews. I was kind of surprised that, uh, um, because I I thought it looked awesome. And then some people were like, yeah, you know, you know, you kind of shoved through this thing, and, but, don't give don't anything know. away, dude. Yeah. I'm well, trying, you, I'm, you have you even watched the ride through yet? No, I'm trying to stay unspoiled. You're starting to stay a virgin. Yes. You got you you, oh, you got you got you, you got a promise ring on for. Would you say, uh, Richard? You've seen it. Would you say it's worth my while to stay unspoiled? Um, we can spoil some of it. There's there is a lot. So even with as much as I might mention or you might see, it'll. I'll say one thing. We've talked about when they did Pirates over in Shanghai, what was the number one complaint? Not enough audio animatronics. It's all screen, yeah. Everything was, everything was projection. In this case... Well, let's not use everything because it's not 100% projection. Okay, well, yeah. In this case, they use a fair amount of audio, matro- audio animatronics and a fair amount of projection, but they blend them together. So you're not... And they do it so well that you're guessing, is that a projection I'm looking at or is that really an AA that I have going... Um, well, you got to admit, those, those troopers, that's not really, doesn't take much sophistication on an AA to put that many troopers up there. Because they don't, their movement is not like, um, you know, the auctioneer or, uh, on that level. Right. right. They're holding guns or a flasher. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you've seen the commercials, right? I've seen some. Right, Mike. But yeah, I've, you've seen, I, but you've I, seen you the know. lightsaber come through the ceiling. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, now I've been told, now, see if you can confirm this, Richard. It's kind of like Cars, or I don't even know what the name of it, Cars, the Cars Ride. Um, Radiator Springs. Radiator Springs Racers. Where there's a split where you can get one thing or you can get another. So you really need to ride it more than once on and get both. I'm going to say tracks, even though it's maybe not two separate tracks, but there is a, like a split off where one, one group might get this experience, another group get this experience, and you'll have to ride it multiple times before you get the both experiences. Do you know anything about that? Um, I would say there's two separate. This is a hard one to, to actually narrow down. Let me allow me to first explain the one the ride system the main primary ride system they're using is what we saw over at University of Energy in Epcot, where the vehicles are quote unquote free moving. There's no rail, but they're following a guide wire underneath the floor. Yeah, in fact, you know that was one of the comments that they thought it was slow and boring because it was it was like that. But I hope it's more towards um, the Winnie the Pooh honey pots in yeah, Tokyo. It, move, it moves quicker to something like that. And when they send, you're kind of, the queue is kind of split in two parts, and each of those queues get into two vehicles. And the vehicles don't necessarily follow each other. One might move around this way. So there are variations to it. But for the most part, I think you're pretty much getting the same experience throughout. Mm. But there, yeah. I will say there is so much going on and so much that you're trying to keep track of. You got to see it every time. You're going to see it at least for the first dozen times. It's going to be oh, I didn't notice that one before, and I think I don't know this, but this would give plenty of op opportunity for them to use a somewhat randomizer like is done over at Indiana Jones, where you're not necessarily going to get that particular effect every time. It might do a different effect where it goes through. Okay, I've ridden Indiana Jones, <clears throat> excuse me, a freaking lot, and I can't say I've ever really noticed much of a variation at all. Well, the one thing that was supposed to make it look like you were doing different things broke about a year into uh, it, and they just said, forget it, we're not going to show you that anymore. Oh, you mean right at the beginning where which which path you go down? Yeah, they would swing the mirrors so you could yeah, see yeah. that the guy in front of you went down a different path than you. Yeah, now you just yeah. go on the corner, the doors are always open. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> just like just like Big Thunder, the doors are supposed to open and close between each time to preserve the, uh, preserve the illusion that you're going to keep going up a steep hill. Right. Yeah. Right, or the smoke in um, Fantasyland coming out of Toad Hall, or the fireplace you're supposed to be going through the real fire, and yeah. you're lucky if there puffs a couple, you know, steam puffs when you go through there. Um, what about the cast member? You know, how much can tired or don't give a shit cast members going to take away from the the show on this after they've seen their ten thousand oh, guests in no, there? No, no, we already talked. Uh. You don't want to go down that line? No, no. We're not okay. finished. We're not finished the main thing we're okay. talking about, are we? No, no. no. So, <laughs> so so far what I've seen here is I I'm sorry. I like the return to the more gritty Star Wars that felt like it wasn't 100% CGI. And I thought that, you know are the films perfect? No. Are they as good as the original? It's questionable. Depends what you liked or didn't like about the originals or the new ones. But I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed the experience of being in there. I, I don't think that you could say, and I, I could probably look at the numbers and they've done well. Um, 
I don't see that it's not a success. I mean, what's, you'd like a movie or you a, the, 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 the films. Okay. You know, so buying Lucas, so, you know, has Disney screwed up Lucasfilm by what they've done with the films. Okay, but when you say the films, you just mean the three Star Wars, uh, Skywalker well, films. You're not, you're I not... guess you can you can throw in the other two. Okay, um, so think about this for a second. Yeah. Like, Disney bought them, nothing going on, ramped up. We're going to get an episode seven out there. We're going to start a, uh, a roadmap for episode, you know, eight and nine, and then we're all excited about this. We're going to have a, you know, we're going to do... Single stories of you know Obi Wan and Han Solo and all these people and which one we can do first and oh and then uh, the dude, um, the guy that you know invented Photoshop. No. Yes. Well, yeah, Photoshop. The, Chuck. Well, Nolan. Photoshop was, was created within uh, Lucasfilm, wasn't it originally? No, no. I, I don't know. Maybe, but the guy invented it. Or for them. Um, Anyways, yeah. It, it was his. It was his idea for Rogue One. I want to know what happened to the people that stole the plans the original time. Oh, that I was get his you. idea, right? But three out of two out of the five films, director turnover. Yeah. What, yeah. what happened? Where they're in pre-production and they're chugging along, and all of a sudden, you know what? You're not right for this. You're out. Two well, this films. is this this is one of the guy's complaints that he puts a lot of emphasis on Kathleen. Kennedy. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about her because remember, uh, once once the deal was starting to be drawn up. That, all of a according, sudden, according to this dude, right? That's all according, yeah, according to this dude. According to this dude, uh, Lucas suddenly make, names a successor and makes Kathleen Kennedy uh, CEO or COO of um, Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm. President, thus, right? yeah. guaranteeing her a job when Disney buys them out. But I think if they really wanted to, they probably could have bought her out of her contract and said, see you later. But she was the continuity, I guess you could say. She had been. Uh, you know, producer with with, well, with with Lucas for a lot of years. Lucas and Spielberg. And Spielberg. And quite frankly, I don't think either one of them hire people just to be around to put on the uh, the producer list. I, you know, because this guy's playing her down like, you know, she's just a woman on the set, didn't really do anything. Um, well, if, if his one assertion that she was hired to be an assistant and she was a terrible typist is true, then why else was, <laughs> why, why was she kept on? Well, exactly. Well, Why would you pay somebody that kind of money and keep them on, unless she's great company? Or, or um, she, or her, she, her name has been on many Lucas films and a lot of Spielberg films. Well, so he yeah, says that's that's, that's the point because they keep her around. But for what is she a good luck charm? I mean, what <laughs> what did she? What bring, does she bring to the table? Because she right? was fired from the original job she was hired for, and somehow she managed she was, to stick around. Yeah, because she was a terrible typist, supposedly. Well, so far. Um, now, the Domestically, re- uh, Rise of Skywalker has done almost half a billion dollars, and worldwide is, it's at a billion. The, re- the real cynic inside me yes. would say something not nice about her to, to maybe wonder that's how she you know, got to well, I said it, is she. I said, is she great company? <laughs> okay. Wink, wink, great company, right? Well, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't really mean because I don't know enough about her to make – I, I, I've seen that – you know, let's see, her name and a couple other people's names that have been – producer names with Spielberg and Lucas for a lot of years, especially on some of the biggest budget films. Yeah. Or I mean, she, biggest blockbuster she, films in history. She what, Richard? She is married to Frank Marshall. Oh, there you go. That's the, yeah. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Well, I guess it could, but. Uh, they were, um, but they were a producing team for a while. I know that. Yeah. Uh, Still are from what I understand too. 
so Rogue One did a billion worldwide to 500 and some domestically. So it 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 had a 200 million dollar budget. So for and so it made some money. Not a ton of money, but it made money. Good story. They, um, dealt, they dealt with it. Well. Here's here's one thing though that I was I've been thinking about while we've been talking about. When you say Lucasfilm Limited, what movies has have they produced? Lucasfilm. Yeah. So Lucasfilm. Ooh. All right. So, so all the Star Solo Wars didn't movies. do so, Solo didn't do so well. Okay. Oh, wait. Are you talking pre pre purchase or post purchase? Everything. Or? The history of Lucasfilm Limited. What movies have they produced? Yikes! So or I should I should say, what genre have they produced? It's sci-fi, sci-fi and fantasy. Because they, well, they did Willow, Howard the Duck. Okay, that's true. You did catch and, me on Willow and, and Howard the, the Duck. Let's Indiana talk. Jones. Yeah, it's been for the most part. It's been Indiana Jones or it's been Star Wars. And even with that, you see, when Marvel was purchased, yeah, you have what's called the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but you have Iron Man over here. You got World War II and Captain America over there. You got Black Panther over there in Africa. It's a very diverse group, and you can just keep picking and choosing what you want to use. But it's comics. It, when you get and down it to comics, it, it's, but it's then com- it goes back to the. But the stories have been out there for years. Exactly. Right. So the, they weren't creating when, anything new. When they, they first, were just when they first were bringing up. Oh, Marvel Studios is making Iron Man. They're going to do Captain America. They, you know, the 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 comic book fans were like, okay, well, which villain are they going to use? Which timeline yeah. are they going to use? Which which uh, stories are that you know are they going to actually use? Like the the Infinity Gauntlet business. So that was a whole arc of like I don't know fifty sixty episodes of or uh, issues of comic to resolve that. Yeah, you know, well, they, you know what? Okay, they, let's... they they have a deep. <laughs> Marvel Comics has a deep, deep, deep well of stories already written and yeah. illustrated. Yeah, a all lot. they have to do is kind of fill in some blanks. All, right? all yeah. Lucasfilm has, you know, leaving out Indiana Jones, all Lucasfilm has is a world. They've built a world okay. and populated for- it and populated it with some ideas that everybody's bought into and understands. And okay, you, for- you forgot yeah. quite a few things, but what Lucasfilm doesn't Lucasfilm does not trade on these films, but you did forget a few. American Graffiti. That was before Lucasfilm. That was that, uh, well, that was American considered- Zoetrope. That was that was that was produced by yeah. uh, the other guy, Coppola, right? Yeah, Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, but it is okay. I'm on the Lucasfilm website, so <coughs> it is considered their property. He you might have American, bought it back from them. They might. You got the American Graffitis. Of course, we we mentioned Howard the Duck at one time but considered the worst movie ever made, but there's been worse made now. <clears throat> uh, Willow Labyrinth, the okay Tucker the Man in His Dream. Oh, forgot about Tucker. Oh yeah, that's true. That yeah. that's a good one there. I love that movie. Uh, Radio Land Murders, Red Tails. That's right. Forgot about Red Tails. That was yeah. recent. Yeah. That was 2012, right? Uh, 2012. Not a I. It should have been a better movie. I I, wa- I wanted to see it in the theater. I missed it. Saw it at home. Thought, okay, I see why it didn't last in the theaters that long. Um, it's unfortunate too because it's a great story. Uh, and then you know they went back to the bank or to the you know the, well the bank whatever to do the young Indiana Jones, which I'm hearing rumors that it may be a new iteration of that. Maybe that's, oh, television. that's where as well. That's the Iger connection. I think was right there. I think he was at ABC yes. Television yes. when that was going out. Okay. But other than that, you're right. It's it's Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Indiana Jones with the occasional Indiana Jones oh, with occasional Indiana okay. Jones. Yeah, American and Graffiti. same thing with 
Go ahead, Richard. I'll, I, I was going to say the same thing with Pixar. You had a rather somewhat broad spectrum of some of the things that they've been building. It's not just all Toy Story. They got uh, you know Up, and they got all these other stories that they're coming to the uh, coming to the table with. So I think that it's not. But, but one thing they've done, I think, is always been original. They're not adapting any uh, existing content. Who, who's that? At Pixar. They're trying not Co- to, unless it's their yeah, own. Coco, yeah, I, I think even, that you have even John Coco Lasseter and, think yeah. on that one, though. Even Coco and Brave, you know, they're, they're hitting on some themes, but it's not existing, as far as I know, content. It's, well, it's, yeah, it's totally it's, it's, from not, scratch. You're not doing the, you know, Coco 2 or Brave 3. No, Coco 2 would be all from the graveyard, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Return to the living. It's that's this is zombie apocalypse. <laughs> But, you know, and I think that's very true is that Pixar always has an attitude. They didn't want to just do a repeat of something they always were. And I think that was something that John Laster had with it that kind of instilled it into the uh, their DNA. Well, you know, Walt was always known for not really wanting to do sequels, though there was a second um, flubber movie. But in general, he didn't really make sequels either. Yeah, been there, done that. I'm on to my next thing. You know, yeah. um, I don't know if you heard me say, but Solo domestically didn't even make back their budget. Uh, and worldwide, if you did the doubling thing, they didn't even make that. It only made 392 uh, worldwide. So not, you know, not good for them. Um, well, okay. Sorry, the dogs in the background. That's even okay. the dogs howl at that the- one. Yeah. <laughs> Lucasfilm might say that I'm still stuck on graffiti because I know Universal owns graffiti or owned it. It's considered yeah. one of their films. I know I know Coppola produced it. You know, it could and, be that and, this and, was and, uh, Lucas directed and directed maybe it they and bought it back. And who knows? And, and he's, he's got himself listed as the company production company, but I know who he was. Well, okay. Well, know. you could you can you can take Star Wars. I, I hate to call it Episode Four because. We all know yeah. it was not created to be episode four. We're talking um, about Twentieth Century Fox. Yes, and and the prequels went on Twentieth Century Fox as well because they gave him a chance. So he always he always let them distribute his movies. The, yeah, but it was well, he didn't have a distribution by Twentieth Century Fox, but he owned it outright. But he's Other never Star Wars for twenty. Yeah. The original Star Wars was owned by Twentieth Century Fox. He had to buy a pack from them. Lucasfilm never had a distribution arm. Unlike no. Disney and a lot of the other ones, he always had to go to someone else to distribute. Sure, but he's a small—he's a small-time independent guy. Kind of, yeah, really. But uh, you know, your your comment about all the other stuff he's done, or Lucasfilm has their name on. Yes, I, I did, and but I know I—I I had I, I was the main things that popped in my mind were Indiana Jones, but when you say. You know, produce again. That whole produce thing is a. It's not like it used to be either. It's uh, not as always uh, easy to understand when you find out where all the money's actually coming from in the background. You know, yeah, investment yeah. groups like like Disney used to do. It's like why spend our money when we can get these these slub investors to invest in a package of movies, and if one does good, everybody gets their money to, back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but Disney did well all the way around because they didn't have to invest much money into it. So, um, but so, when you just see something that when 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 the titles come up 
and you see Lucasfilm in the beginning, to me, that's a Lucasfilm property. Regardless who distributed it, who produced it, it's like it's like so seeing if you Bad watch, Robot. If you watch right? American Graffiti, you're going to see the Lucasfilm thing in the front of it now? I don't know. I haven't seen well, that movie. Not one of my favorite films. I, I I think the art of it and how he did it was interesting. Uh, you know, not not a not a big one for me. I just went to see their list of movies and that was listed. And I don't know if they purchased it back. You know, I don't know why you'd want to do that. Um, he's. They also listed THX on here too. So THX eleven thirty eight. Yes. That's yeah. that was you know the funny thing was that was a student film and they remade it. Yeah, I they, know. They gave money and it, remade it. Well, you know that that movie about that the film? what's that? Richard? Francis Ford Coppola. Yes. He, he, you he, know that movie about the drummer, uh, the drum teacher, like the yeah, it's called. Same thing. It was made as like an independent uh, short film. It went to uh, Cannes or one of them. And somebody saw it and gave them the money to make the whole thing, to make, you know, the feature link now that has, I think, won some awards. Uh, Here's a little note of curiosity when I was looking it up. You know, like I said, Coppola produced uh, his THX, or what was it? The, it was originally the short film was called The Electronic Labyrinth, which was later made to THX 1138. And Coppola produced, uh, encouraged, according to the story, uh, encouraged George to write a screenplay, and George uh, wrote up the uh, American Graffiti, and Coppola produced that. But what I didn't see until now was uh, George Lucas did one of the first drafts for Apocalypse Now. Yeah, I, I'd heard that somewhere. Um, the actual producer, though, was Lawrence Sturhan, uh, though it came out of American Zoetrope. Uh, but it was actually produced by Lawrence, whoever this uh, that name doesn't uh, ring any bells to me. But it was it was distributed or presented by Warner Brothers. Yeah. So I'm looking at you know the, this Lucasfilm entries here. was a stupid movie. Yeah, it was the book wasn't too bad. So I'm I'm looking at and how they so if so they did for example Red Tails right. George Lucas yeah. did not write, direct, or anything. So twenty, so Lucasfilm just production company, right? Just production company. Okay. I'm asking. Oh, I, I'm 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 looking here, trying to find some information. How this? Because, I, yeah. Okay. So because I know for a fact, American Graffiti was not produced by Lucasfilm. It was produced by Zoetrope. It was produced by Coppola Pictures. Gotcha, gotcha. But yet they well, have it listed here as produced by them. Okay. If you go to the, the poster for Red Tails, uh, which is on their site, 20th Century Fox presents a Lucasfilm production. Okay. They gotta be so pretty- basically what it sounds like to me is uh, Lucasfilm put up the money. Okay. Well, they made the film in 20th and then uh, the company distributed well, They may have. Well, you know, and again, that's I, I call who makes a film very thin because, uh, uh, again, old studio system versus today, somebody that used to make a film made the film at their studio. Now that's not necessarily the case. So you mentioned Radio Land Murders, written by George Lucas. Was it? Story story by George Lucas. Not the screenplay, but the story is George Lucas. Story, okay. We know he's terrible at writing screenplays. Land Before Time is listed as a Lucasfilm production. Land, 
Wait. The Don Bluth's, yes, The Land Before Time. Really? Listed here is it, Luke. Wow. Tucker the Man in his dream. I'm sure that Tucker, was I'm sure that was uh uh George paying Francis Ford Coppola back for covering him on something else. See it was a director was Francis. Um let's see, it's a Paramount Pictures and a Lucasfilm production, yeah. Uh we already talked about Howard the Duck. That was universal. <laughs> Let's not talk anymore. <laughs> Labyrinth. See now Labyrinth. Yes. I want to say that's it, Jim Henson, right? Wasn't that uh, Jim Henson studio? Wasn't that was that all puppets? It is yeah. it is puppets. It is a Henson's Associates and Lucasfilm Limited pres- presents a Jim Henson f- film. Huh. Interesting. That was a weird freaking movie. Uh, <laughs> that's like that's like that's like an Eschler's dream on Coke or something. I mean, oh my God. Weird, weird film. All right. So anyway, that's uh So I I wonder, yeah, they if they're listing them here on their site, which makes me think now that they have some skin in the game as far as these properties. I, I otherwise why would you list them as you know Lucas film productions? Did Lucas maybe go back and like Pick know, but, up their rights to American the, Graffiti, but that means Disney owns it now, right? Well, yeah. If if Lucasfilm did, yeah. Well, okay, wait. You American know Graffiti. I'm looking at the poster here right now. American Graffiti, a Lucasfilm Limited slash Coppola Co. production. Hmm. Not Zoetrope, but Coppola Company. So it's a dual Lucasfilm Coppola production. So there you go. That's. Uh, that's how the Lucasfilm name. That's on the poster. That's not something recreated now. Sure. That's on the. And and, uh, and this makes me think now. This dude that posited this whole thing about uh, Disney screwing up or Lucasfilm not being a good buy. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think Fox is a good buy? Oh yeah, Fox think, now. Think of uh, all the crap Disney. Owns. That's a Fox. I know. Well, you know this is it's. I don't know if you guys watched the HBO series Succession. No. There's yeah. a point. This this guy, I, I can't quite figure it out if they're trying to mock Fox or they're trying to mock Disney um, because this guy has cable news. And, of course, he must be right wing and they're, they're always bashing him about that. But he's trying to buy a bunch of stu- or a bunch of like other news station, uh, this Pierce company that's got a bunch of news stations. And, and their their news is a little different than his news. And they're like. I forgot what they called them was like commie. It's like, you know, this isn't, you know, rush communist Russia here. You know, uh, the news can't all be from the same people. It's like, how many more acquisitions does Disney have to buy before antitrust comes in? Because they own all the, st- what studios are left? Sony and Universal. Are those the uh, MGM? Warner Brothers. Warner, Warner Brothers. Okay, there's a few more there, Warner Brothers. But it seems like every time you turn around, like you said, Disney's got their finger on something. You know, um, or in something, would they? You know, I wonder if they'll ever spin anything off. It's like, okay, we got what we needed out of this. Now, what did they want out of it? I'm just saying, in general, you know, is there something do you think that uh, I, I can't say worth the money because I think everything's worked out? But do you think there's anything like if I wanted to follow Richard's argument about Pixar, they wanted their their computers. Oh, hey, you got what you needed, spin them off now. But no, they're making money. Why Why would you? But I'm just wondering, Okay, so is, do you think there's a possibility down the line that where they're just so big and they're such a behemoth that 
you might let something go? Uh, you know, eventually, I'm sure it'll probably combine things and something will disappear and go out of, you know, I, you know, a lot of people, the nature of things. A lot of people, I remember when they bought Pixar, I, I did hear people saying, this is the end of Disney animation. They don't need them both. No, but obviously but they, like they, they, some of it's branding, right? You want, sure. even though we know Disney owns Lucasfilm, don't you still kind of want to think of Lucasfilm as their own thing. their own type of stuff? The Marvel stuff is their own type of stuff. Um, okay, well, I think they're very wisely leaving Marvel alone, and I I I think that Lucasfilm is not led well with Kathleen. Correct. And what? Why, and 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 then I guess the question is, what is she doing wrong? Well, if if the leadership at Lucasfilm was strong, would they have to fire and replace two directors on two properties so close together? Yeah, you know, and that's that's a good question. And, and the, the thing we don't know is what was going on. Was it they couldn't – were these directors weak directors that couldn't keep uh, a hold on the production? Were they taking too long? See, this is my problem. Okay, people bitch about – uh, what you now call a film that is no longer needed, the clo- uh, not the clone. We're sorry, um, the, Je- the Last Jedi. The Last, the Last Jedi. Okay, so people bitch about the Rain Wilson, right? Ryan, Ryan, sorry, Ryan Wilson. Yeah, don't get it mixed up. Ryan yeah. Johnson, by the way, not Wilson. Yeah, Ryan Johnson. Whoever. Okay, um, isn't he the one that just did Knives Out? He did, which is a fantastic film. Um, so why didn't he mix well with Star Wars? What did he do wrong? I don't believe when people say maybe the top brass wasn't paying attention or something, because I'm sorry, I don't think Kathleen Kennedy is signing off on a film or a script that she doesn't agree with. Okay. You're right. She probably does not, not going to sign off on a script she doesn't agree with, but she have, I have not seen Kathleen Kennedy stand up and go, this movie's crap. She's not no, stood there we, and said, but she fired. We, we only she fired. See, Mar- she we fired only see Mark Hamill do that. She fired the two dudes that were working on Rise of Skywalker, whatever it was going to be called, and she fired the two dudes. No, I got it backwards. She fired the two dudes doing Solo, and she fired the guy doing uh, Rogue. Rise of Skywalker. Wait, wait, wait. Skywalker. I thought Skywalker was always going back to JJ. No, Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow was the first guy to. Oh, that's right, 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 right. And then the, the the two dudes from the Lego movie were doing solo. Uh, You've seen the Lego every, movie, right? I have not. Everybody says they're great. Oh, my gosh. They are. They are. They're hilarious. And you watch it and you go, and it takes you a while to realize that they're really not stop motion animate, animating Legos. It's still CG, but it looks like fully stop well, motion. It, so my daughter was watching the Batman one one day. She owns them all. And she was watching the behind the scenes. And what I found fascinating about the Lego movies is they will not animate a Lego movie and make a Lego do something a Lego can't do if you're playing with it. So all their their motions will always be like a Lego in your hand. Uh, Everything they build in the universe is all based off the dimensions of Lego blah. Everything's done 
That's like awesome. you could build it, which I think is really cool. Uh, but no, I haven't seen them, but I need to uh, one of these days. Okay, and I forgot about that um, Allen guy or whatever his name was. I have to say when J.J. first came in, I just assumed he was going to do all three in the very beginning. Uh, he was getting yeah, going. He was, you know, yeah, and then he stepped back because he had Star or Star Trek going on. Also, um, just really taking on <laughs> maybe Wait, way too much. I don't know which Star Trek. He didn't the first, drink. Well, he, the first no, one came out in two thousand eight. Yes, and he's been Force producer Awakens. on the next two. Okay, yeah, he's but, been. Hmm. Yeah, Force like Awakens that. didn't come out till fifteen, but there was uh, there was some reason. I, I, yeah, I swear there was another. He was either producing or there was he didn't direct the other one, but somehow he was involved, and it was just I think too much time. I don't know. I don't. That's what I remember. Maybe I'm remembering incorrectly. Um, but his script basically was setting up or his story was setting up the next three and then people bitched about you're you come from nobody oh he just ruined the whole setup we had from the first movie well did ever anybody ever heard of a red herring or you know manipulation of a person to get him to yeah, do what you want you know you see that's funny that's my first thought is he's lying to her right he's, that's that's immediately what i thought i i put no stock in that but but you know uh, the, no one wants <laughs> Everyone was praising this guy that oh he took Luke and he's a he's a fearful and he's you know an old crazy guy and he's you know he's a grumpy old man. I'm thinking no one wants to see Luke Skywalker be a grumpy old man. No, that's that's that was my personal heartburn with the story was I don't want to see Luke be a grumpy old man. I don't want to see him save the day. Well, you know I had a lot of okay. So the first can we could we agree that maybe in in the the first Star Wars. Uh, I got to use four, five, and six. Um, you had really five or less main characters, right? Yeah. Luke, uh, Leia, Han. I, I, it's, I know, I know okay, Chewbacca is a. So Luke, a Leia, guy. Han are your, pro, are your main three, right? Uh, your, your main three. Well, Darth yeah. Vader, you'd have to include. Well, Vader, but the hero. I mean, the, I mean, the, uh, the, the good guys, uh, three good guys. The, yeah, and then the evil. Then you had some the of the sidekicks, you know, the the robots, the uh, Chewie. You know, the, you know, I, not to diminish Chewie's character, but you know, he's you know he's not that great of an actor, right? You know, um, though when you got to the new ones, I didn't feel like I had that trio again. They tried to make it like Poe was supposed to die in the first film, from what I understand. Um, and either what did I hear? The studio wanted to keep him, or he he did well in the uh, in the previews or whatever. I didn't, in the, I didn't hear the that. marketing. Interesting. Yeah, that's I what know. I read that somewhere or heard it somewhere. Um, he, I don't know. I, to, to, honestly, I didn't think I didn't find Poe that interesting until the final film. I thought yes. his character finally grew up. Yes. Um, Wait, are, are you saying that Disney Disneyfied Poe? No. We never kill off the characters. We make happy endings. No, no, I'm not saying that at all. Um I uh, Karen is still bothered by um Oh uh the wannabe Darth Vader. I I, I was forgetting Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. I, I never understood the Kylo they didn't I don't think there was ever any great explanation for that. Um she's she, she's always looking at like if you if it's okay. <laughs> if you take 
two what is it is it two brown-eyed people can't have a blue-eyed child is that is that the way it goes it's most unlikely wait a second um, if if two brown-eyed people have carried both the recessive gene one you have a one in four chance that the child will have blue eyes yeah yeah there, there's there's like some you know biological can't have happens or 99 percent of the time will never happen and she it always bothers her when she sees like the wrong eye color with the wrong eye color parent and things like that you know and she's looking at kylo ren she's looking at harrison ford and princess leia gone this kid doesn't come from you know it's just there's nothing about him that says this is a child you know of these two and and i felt the same way i'm like this is supposed to be their kid you know this is not what i expected at all um very bad boy well, it's not just he was a bad boy. It's just <laughs> the looks of him, the his, his whiny crybaby attitude yeah, through that, all three films. That has nothing to do with with uh, who the parents are. What, his whiny crybaby attitude? Correct. You're right. You're right. But his looks does. <laughs> his looks are genetically uh, very much to have to do with his parents. It just, it just didn't – and I like him as an actor. There was that one he was in where they steal money from the... Oh, my uh, gosh, Logan Lucky. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. I, like him in, I just have never really liked him in this part, right. you know? But what I'm getting at... So there's no real strong trio. Po, but, uh, but he, so doesn't he, have, po, he doesn't have eyeballs that don't go with the other two people. I, I, didn't, say, I didn't say in this instance his eyeballs. I'm just saying my wife notices. Karen notices. Always, she notices the eyes before I... Ever, I it's not the first thing I look at. Um Huh. But just uh. facial wise, he just didn't look like what you would have thought would have come from them. Probably she's probably looking more for a pretty boy. I don't know. Um, but I never really thought he fit as a you know a spawn of their lovemaking either. <laughs> um, but okay, get back to where's my trio? You know, Ray. You know, okay, cute girl running around with the laser, laser sword. Uh, Poe, yeah, you know, and then um, oh, what's what's the uh, ex um, Finn? Finn, I kind of like, but uh, kind of again reactionary. He did he did step up when he refused to do what he refused to do. Um, but you know, in the first film, those three kind of like stuck together. You know, a lot of what they did. They worked together to do. And these, Finn, it was Finn the reason they were together. Yes. Finn befriended Ray and Finn befriended Poe. Right. Because of him but they were together. Yeah. In the, it just seemed like in the other film, once they got together, somehow they were tied together. This time they were going off in all kinds of other directions. They tried to introduce um, the, the little Asian girl. I can't yes. think of her name. Yes. Rose. Yes. Uh, her character didn't do that much. I like the way her sister went better. Um, okay, so you just you just proved my point that the last Jedi was a worthless film. Well, no, I'm just saying, and when you when you put no, all three no, together, no you point. still don't feel like there's even JJ kicking it off. It. You, yeah, even JJ kicking it off, there was a little bit of a disconnect with, okay, where's my where's my main focus here? Because you know you were still worried about the original people coming in. We kept when's Luke coming in? We saw him in the trailer. We we saw him in pre. Why isn't we? Have, why isn't Luke here yet? You know his name's on his name's on the top of the freaking marquee. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and I don't. It's it's kind of that connectivity or continuity that uh, felt like it wasn't there. And then bad guys. I mean, with Vader was our bad guy, right? That guy was like in control. 
there were some, you know, uh, what, what's what's the um, the guy that actually blew up all the, or basketball? Basketball's a peaceful planet. Governor Tarkin. Governor Tarkin. <laughs> Basketball's a peaceful planet. Quoting okay, some spaceballs, are you? Yeah, no, no hardware it's, wars. Uh, hardware wars. Oh. <laughs> Where spaceships are like yep. irons and yeah, okay. yeah. you'll toasters. laugh, you'll cry, you'll kiss three books goodbye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> excuse me, um, but okay. There was there was Tarkin, but in this one we, we've got Chrome Dome, we've got uh, Kylo Ren, we've got. Uh, yeah, that's that's one thing too. We never saw anything of Captain Phasma after that first movie. No, she, she showed up in the, she she the second one, and then she dies. Yeah. Huh? She should yeah, watch it again. again. Yeah, uh, but you know, and then because there's, and then and, you know, and then we've got the the redhead dude that ends up being the traitor. Um, I'm telling you, you know, we should not, we don't need to rehash the whole freaking. No, but <laughs> I'm saying, you know, it, it's this is the only problem I have with the new one. It's like there's way too many characters going in way too many directions. If I wanted to just give a general why it may not be as good as the originals. That would be kind of my okay, my thing. So let me let me let me let me throw this idea at you, right? Sure. So I've already expressed disdain that Kathleen Kennedy doesn't know what she's doing and not strong enough leadership to guide the could be yeah guide the the archive of of world and story that you know makes up Star Wars, right? So let's start with that. Secondly, if it seems so long and characters everywhere because. Even though they're not going to admit it, they're trying to walk back and correct the bullshit that came from number eight. Oh, no, I do you know, believe if, there if, is. If number eight was such oh, a yeah. solid entry in a trilogy, they wouldn't need all that extra time to give you a nice closing package for number nine. But since eight I, was bullshit no, and I stupid, that's why they had all that shit going on for number nine. Well, you know what also gives me is stunt casting. I don't know if you know it. Yeah, okay, who's stunt, the, in, who's the stunt cast in this? The Hobbit. Where the oh, fuck yeah. did he come from <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden? At the yeah, end? Now we got a Hobbit the, in there. He's just there to, to show worry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh. It's, it's like, well, in, in almost every J.J. film or TV series, there's one dude that always shows up, and I don't know his name, but I like him as an actor. Yeah, no, he's his good luck charm. Greg yeah. Lundberg. Yeah, yeah. He was in <laughs> yeah, Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, yeah. He, was the guy, he yeah. was the guy on the phone. Yeah, and the first Star Trek because he couldn't be actually on the on, in the movie. Oh, why not? He didn't have time, so he just there's a scheduling problem. Yeah, so he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he was yeah, the yeah. voice on the phone. Yeah, I know yeah. who it is. He's in every <laughs> okay. he's in everything JJ does. Oh yeah, every single thing <laughs> without fail. And, and and okay, that's fine. But when you start, and even in the second film, did we need Laura Dern for that stupid nope. general position? No, nope. nope. uh, okay. that, that was done. Take yeah. seriously, take out eight, and seven and nine are fine. I think there's a couple things in one, eight. I'm not saying it's the best film. Yes, you, yes. One or two things would you need, so tack them on the end of seven or open <laughs> up nine with that. But the rest okay. of it was stupid. Okay. Uh, okay. We all love Empire Strikes Back. Well, what's in there that you really need? You get some development. What development do you get? <laughs> okay. No, no. You get some development. You get something. You yeah. get something. But yet, I'm running through my head. With, that is a lot of people's favorite of the originals is that one yet it's oh, a it's transitional the, it's film the, it's the no no it's the it's the leia and han romance well that's they're, they're that's sure. the main thing going on in that movie well, you get the whole, oh and the luke becoming a jedi the, 
There is that, but it is a transitional from the original to the end. You you need something to bridge it, and it's the bridge but film. Did they know that they were getting the third one? Oh, I think by that time they knew uh, they were going to do yeah, third one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, oh wait, wait! Come on, the big friggin' reveal. That's why you had the vampire. <laughs> the original. Is it? The re- oh, I don't know if that's the main reason that you no, have it. No, but, it's a good. It, it's but, a good reveal. But you know, if if you've ever watched um, uh, Pitch Perfect, you should have known because Darth means father in German. He's Vader. literally father, father. Vader means father in German. <laughs> or Vader means <Yeah>. father. <laughs> uh well, we, we had to see Snoke die, didn't we? But that was fun. It that was. was not required. That was, that was a fun lightsaber fight and all that, but that was not required. <laughs> okay. He could have well, died. Okay, so could, I, I would say it had a requirement only in so much as it, well, maybe not. Never mind. So, okay, who made the decision? So Disney buys this overpriced <laughs> hunk of junk, um, according to some. Somebody at, at either at Disney or at Lucasfilm makes a decision what's canon and what's not, which causes a lot of controversy of yes. now knowing stupid. what's what. Is so that stupid. Kathleen Kennedy or is that somebody at Disney? Uh, okay. Good question. That's a really good question. Because if it's, she's part of that, then that also shows either one, did, did she weekly bow down to Disney saying – We've got to narrow this thing down, or did she make that decision, which could be considered bad? Because like the Timothy Zahn books, right? They're no longer canon. No, I love those books. Those they were good. awesome. I actually thought they were going to be seven, eight, and nine when they first came out. Um. So anyway, would you call? Let's just get down to the brass tacks. Whether or not she's good and strong and a good leader should be fired, blah, blah, blah. Maybe John Favreau should be the, the guy mm, now. You're not the first person to say that. But has it been a failure of Disney buying Lucasfilm? No, I wouldn't say it's a uh, failure. I think they've just mismanaged it. Okay, a little mismanagement. Because where would Lucasfilm be today? If Disney hadn't bought him, still making cartoons for Disney Channel. That's maybe about it. Uh, yeah, you don't think, even though he was supposedly starting to write seven, eight, nine, he would have went there. He might have. And if they were down in the minute chlorian level, but <laughs> and all CGI'd, we'd probably uh, be having that that same. Uh, if you've ever seen the documentary "The World Against George Lucas," I think that's what it's called. It's a love-hate story with Lucas. You know, we love him for this. We hate him for that. Stop changing my fam- my my films. You know, Han shot first. You know, all that kind of stuff going on. And I, I don't think, Gal- I know we've talked a little bit about it. I don't think Galaxy Quest is a failure. I think it's got a lot of bad. The wrong press, they overhyped it. Um, you you mean uh, Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge? Edge? Galaxy's Oh, yeah, Galaxy's Edge, whatever. Quest <laughs> Edge, I've heard it both ways. <laughs> <laughs> Galaxy Quest. I've difference. heard it both ways. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and you know and that's that'll play into now. I mean, this guy did this before Rise opens, which now, you know, I guess if you don't get in the park within two minutes, and luckily have a good connection to the Wi-Fi or, or your um, your network on your phone, you ain't getting the ride, and you're not getting any re-rides in the same day either. At least according to what I'm reading. 
What are you seeing at the park? Um, a lot of people, my biggest notice was on Friday, the day it opened. And of course we open up at eight o'clock and I go walking through the hub and everybody's just standing still, just all these people spread out, standing still, staring at their phones and they're all trying <laughs> to get on. But I also got noted. See, I wouldn't have party. went that far. I would have just got through the turnstile and right at the Mickey started playing with my phone. Why go any yeah, further? But the wife, the uh, network doesn't. The farther, the farther you go, right? You get away from everybody else. You're less traffic. So, you know, and it was funny on Friday because I happened to go backstage behind the Plaza Inn. And as soon as 8 o'clock hit, you suddenly hear all this applause and roar out there like you were in a football stadium or something. So everybody got this stuff. But I've been talking to a couple of guests. They had another plan because you can get – you can go on the phone or you can go over to – a uh, little, um, yeah, Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blasters. Those fast pass machines will give you a physical fast pass or a f- physical boarding pass onto the attraction. And same over at Critter Country, right there at the Hungry Bear Restaurant, they have a fast pass machine there that's distributing full f- uh, physical uh, boarding pass. So some people, rather than try to you know play the game on their phone, they're just going there and just getting their ticket right there. So somebody had a question. Let's say you're with a group of five people. Do all five need to, a boarding pass, or can one person reserve a group of five on the boarding pass? Well, you can. Re, you have to have if you're. You have to have all five people there. You have to have all their passes because if you're doing it on your phone, you've linked each person's ticket to your phone. So we can get the boarding pass. Okay, okay. You 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 answered my question and you didn't even know it because. The question was, can one person reserve for all five? And you went into a lot more detail. So, yes, one person can have get the five spaces. But that one person has to have each of the tickets in the phone, and each of those tickets had to have gone through the main gate before it to be accepted. Sure, sure. But he's going to – so if I – let's say you, – you, let's say S3 went. One of our phones has to have all of our passes scanned into one of our phones. Right. Let's say let's say it's you. You scan ours. Well, if we were smart, we'd all scan into each of our phones and try to each one of us get a boarding pass. Right. But you can only get one for the for one each ticket. ticket. Right. Right. But it's you know it's it's trying to get through the the maze of the internet and be the guy in there. Well, that's that, why I say I know. think I would I would do what some people did is there waiting over by the plaza in on the rope there. As soon as that rope gets going, they all hightail it over to the uh, fast pass machines over at Buzz Lightyear. But if, if what I'm hearing I, I, within two minutes, not even. the phones, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, the phones, it's how, seconds, how, how, <laughs> 30 it's, seconds. It's not, it has not been two minutes. Um, the fastest one I heard of was Friday opening day. We were down within 11 minutes today. It took about an hour and 20 minutes before we booked out. Yeah, because really? that's that's not what we're hearing from the yeah, supposed the, the, insiders. The people I know, out there are, yeah. are claiming that it's a lottery, right? Because it's just dumb luck who gets on. Well, that yeah, you know, that what was server when to hand out a ticket? It's, uh, not, well, a, it's not a first you know, come first serve, right? Here's the thing: if you're going to do it on your phone, you have to get the Wi-Fi signal, and then you're going on at the same time everybody else is going on. So. You're going to get blocked going through those pipes now and then. And yes. if 
you might have gotten there first in the morning, but if you know Joe Schmo comes up and he gets into the, he's able to link into the internet before you, he's going to get an earlier ticket. So, yes, is it a lottery? No, it's not. But it doesn't guarantee you're going to get a good spot, though. You know, somebody else might. What's what was the term uh, uh, on a eBay where you would wait until the last second to bid it? Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's, just, it's a very similar deal. Again, that's why I like the physical. Well, it's a lot different than that because that you could actually see a timer going and you were hitting the buttons at the last second. Here, you're not seeing a timer. You're just hitting the button hoping you get in. Well, that's yes. it. You're hoping to get in and you're hoping. But that's that a lot different in. than watching some, some numbers tick down and you're trying to get in at the last second. This is just hoping you get recognized, period. Yeah, but, but you take you take a dozen people. Any one of them can get the first ticket, and the, any one of them can get the last ticket. Yes. They're all trying at the same yes, time. Yes, anyone. But so and, the, the, and, the so the 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 good thing of this is you don't need to show up at six in the morning. You just need to be inside Disneyland at eight a.m. when they release the hounds, and then everyone yeah. furiously tries to grab one. Right. So yes, now, that, what, that that's what the did, benefit. No no reason to show up at four a.m. to be first in line because whatever, it's not going to matter. Because the guy that shows up at eight can get it just right. as quick as you. Well, as long as he is, I mean, how long is that line taken to get in through the turnstiles? I know, they, know the opening day they let him in at six. It, oh, into the park, yeah, into yeah. the main. There wasn't, there wasn't that many people at the line even at that time. But see, what I don't get about this guy on this 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 article he's written. Wait, are we just, are we moving on to the next thing? Well, we kind yeah. of are. Yes, we're talking about. Okay, so we're, we're two hours into it. We want to spend another two hours talking about this. No, this isn't going to take two hours. Okay, all right. Um, so this guy is saying that Disneyland's is a virtual queue, but somehow he's saying Disney World's isn't. They're using the same system. So how would it be any different in Disney World? Now, from what I understand, Disney World's managing to put more people through than Disneyland. Um, but land is having breakdowns. Yeah, I've heard land is having breakdowns. Well, it closed early once. We, um, okay. You got to remember, they opened up, what was it, in December? Yeah, a month a month ahead of time. Yeah, they opened up back then. And we sent a lot of our people over there to help get their stuff up and running. And they didn't come back until everything's running. So they've had a little bit more time to, shall I say, break it in. Um, yeah, well, they're 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 talking even deeper than that um you know down to the the cast members not being prepared um uh, a lot of things and it's they were they're they're getting I, I think there was a timeline like within a week they were already putting more people through than disney has so i i don't i don't think it's because it's been a week or been a month. In fact, the guy made one statement that just kind of peeved me off. It's, it's a technicality, but he's like, um, he said something about the first installation of the ride, like Disney's following up years later with theirs. It's it's yeah. literally <laughs> within weeks they, uh, they built of each other. Time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and quite honestly, let's go back to the, the original plan was that Rise of the Resistance was supposed to open up in August. And it was because they were trying having the problems with the system that they pushed it as far back as they did. And that's when I, okay, I'm guessing at this point, I can't say one way or the other. They decided to put the effort to get it working in Florida ahead of time because Florida is due to open at a later date. Also, so if they can get that 
I but I heard that Florida, Florida was not as far along, and it was easier to repair whatever was messed up. As far as the attraction or the land, the attraction. The attraction. Okay, like I said, we we sent some of our folks that were working on the one here out to Florida to help because they wanted to get that since they were opening up. When did we open? Was it December we opened that as well? Well, that that follows in line with what he's saying. The 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 attractions at a point. Let's say certain walls aren't enclosed yet. Let's say they have to do something behind a certain wall. Well, those walls don't have to be taken out. We can just go in. We're going to fix this up. We're going to get this one worked. You know, the Disneyland one. Let's say it's got the stucco wrapped already. We don't. We're going to have to break that out. We're going to do things. I, I can see what Mike is saying, and that works. Okay, take all those people from Disneyland. Get them out to Florida. Get that thing done. And then they'll they'll yeah. learn. They'll see what they've got to do. We may have to, you know, undo some things, yeah. break some things up, but at least they'll know what they're doing before they break it up. Yeah. So that all works. Now, this guy is saying things like, um, as long as you're you're tapped into the park by 7 a.m., you have the same opportunity to get into the virtual queue as anything, anyone else. So are they allowing people to hit that virtual queue as early as 7, as long as you're in the park? No. Um, Eight. You can, get, you can get signed in on the network because you've got to sign in to the Disney network there. And, that could take and then you're sitting there, and then you bring up the app, and then you sit there and you wait until eight o'clock comes in. Yeah, I mean, he was. They, I think they literally said here two minutes. The, uh, but he's still. No, it's never been it, that fast. He's calling it a lottery, which, you know, I, I, I personally, I, I don't see what's wrong okay, with so just. He's calling it a lottery because it's it's not. I'm first in line. I get the first ticket. Right. That's why he's calling it a lottery. But in a in a digital technology world like this, where you just open up the floodgates to whoever's connected, you're not right. going to be able to give. Oh, you're the first one here. You get the first ticket. They're not going to do that. Well, so calling it a, a lottery is disingenuous, right? It's not. It is. Right. It's but, not like the first the first person to make that connection will be the first one in line, probably. And quite honestly, but, the, but you could have ten people standing next to each other hitting the button at the same time. One's going to be ten. One's going to yeah. be one. Yes. Maybe not in the order yeah. you think they should be. Or their phone's but, a piece of shit and it doesn't connect right. Yeah. But what yeah, I don't get right is he's picking on Disneyland's in particular for being a lottery and not Disney World's, but they're using the I same system. The same system. No, I guarantee yeah. the same thing. Personally, I don't like this. I personally would like to just see a line. And I know in the comments there was somebody saying, well, you know, I was in line for um, what was the uh, – Harry Potter, and it was 10 hours long. I, now, the park's only, only probably only open 10 hours, so I don't even see how that's a possibility. But, you know, when um, a friend of mine and I went to Disneyland for the opening weekend of Space Mountain, we got in line. Down, we were almost to um, Card Corner. Uh, I don't even know what Card Corner is called these days. Photo Supply. Uh, photo Supply, Okay. And a cast member came walking down the line saying, this is about a four-hour wait, about a four-hour wait. Next thing you know, we were up by um, Journey Through Inner Space in about 10 minutes. And we only stood there about two hours because the the people who didn't want to stand four hours just bailed. You know, they're, I, I, I'm all for stand in line. Okay, you want to use the fast pass, add that into. I don't. I don't. I'm not a big fan of the virtual queue. I know. I know some people like this, but now with the planning and and the plus bracelets in Florida and all this bullshit, 
you just can't go get in line somewhere in some of these attractions if you want to see them. It, it, to me, it takes the fun of going to the park I out. Sus- I suspect that, like all Disney things that are new, that once the gee whiz wears off, they won't have to do that stuff. I'm hoping. Yeah, but when we yeah. Uh, opened up Galaxy's Edge, uh, we were all set to do the exact same thing. We did it about half the first day, and then it kind of wore into where it was already working pretty good. But see, I've, okay, so Mike said he was laughing at some of the comments, and there was this one guy who wrote a comment. He get, he's like given some background, and he's like, you know, I worked the opening of Indiana Jones Adventure, and I remember marveling at the four and a half hour queue that stretched out of Adventureland to Main Street into Frontierland, all the way up Big Thunder Trail. So here I'm thinking, wow, this this guy was opening attraction. Then you keep reading. But what Wendy, uh, what the Indy opening taught me, there's never a guarantee that you're going to be able to ride the ride. The attraction opened on March 4th. The following weekend, the attraction didn't open at all as Disney remedied some structural safety issues that arose in the first week. We knew going into that weekend it wasn't going to be open uh, because of all these issues that needed to be resolved there was a real chance of a disaster in the attraction. I was lucky enough to be selling ice cream on the cart at the attraction <laughs> entrance. <laughs> so first thing I thought was frontline cast members don't know shit. But I was basically an honorary temple of the forbidden eye cast member. Bullshit. Honorary, explaining, yeah. yeah. Explaining to people why they couldn't ride the ride. I didn't sell much ice cream, but I dealt with my fare of angry guests. And we were pretty much honest. We didn't give them the blanket term technical difficulties. We explained that what was going on. Part of the ride vehicle that keeps them on the track was stress, showing stress fractures and faced the risk of breaking and sending the vehicle careening into a wall or worse, down the pit after the gates of doom. Uh, but yeah. even w- <laughs> yeah, But even with it being a very real safety issue, people were mad. And I understood. I had been a cast member for one year, despite all my training about such situations, including repeat the concern back to them in your own words to show you understand, then apologize. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? He's a he's an ice cream vendor that thinks he's... And I'm thinking, I, I still worked at the, the park at this time. My biggest problem was telling the people in the wheelchair you have to go through the front of the line and you don't get to go to the back of the line and get in before all these people wait and you get to enjoy the queue like everybody else i don't remember being it being closed the first or the second weekend and i don't remember these structural issues do you remember any of that richard i remember there's a couple things that they you know as all things you suddenly see something that you missed initially and it mostly dealt with the hydraulic system that they just need the uh Hoses need to be uh, larger and uh, more fortified because everything on that vehicle, including the uh, motion on the wheels, is all done by hydraulics. So that was the only thing that I heard of. That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, they're they're controlling the vehicle and there's computers and every. I mean, it's it's a very sophisticated ride system and it was, uh, you know, ahead of its time. It still is. My favorite favorite comment in this article was. They just need to make it an upcharge for the first few weeks, including pass holders. Give the money to charity. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. This is going to charge you $30. He's gave, make it like an extra $30 for everyone. Better to charge people in advance. Tell people they have to be at the park all day or until until their time to ride. Way less hassle than this. I'm thinking, okay, yeah, they'll upcharge you, but they ain't giving shit to charity for it. Yeah. 
Oh my I, gosh! I, Don't give them ideas. I know the these people like even this guy's like um, limit APs. After all, they've rented. I'm. We've been I'm saying this though forever. Like, yeah, it's like you, um, you make, I, I don't you make know. a pay full price up front. Yeah, but some of these people are just um, interesting comments. But yeah, and, and the idea that you can't re-ride in the same day right now just because it's it's so freaking busy and the way the queue's working, oh it's kind of disappointing. Your um, ice cream dude, did you read everything this ice cream dude had? Yes. Oh, he's got some stupid ideas. No kidding. Well, he's an oh. ice cream vendor. There are did, those who Disney gives a lot to do, trade as it is, but specifically and there are those who sell ice cream. But specifically <laughs> earmarking this particular upcharge for that purpose of keep that it's just a greedy money grab people at bay. Yeah, no yeah. no it wouldn't. And it's coming for some of these uh, does the money or for non annual pass holders have two levels of ticket prices. One that includes Rise of the Resistance <laughs> and a lower price ticket that does not, with refunds on that extra ticket cost available if the person isn't able to ride due to operational well, issues. Bullshit. Right on the ticket it says. <laughs> well, don't, You're not don't guaranteed you anything. There were rumors before Galaxy's Edge opened that there was going to be an upcharge or a separate charge to get in there. Because people are and stupid. Then, that may have been what has fueled, and Richard and I have talked about this, it gets us very angry, when they refer to Galaxy's Edge as a theme park. It's a freaking land inside it's a of land. the park. The park um, is Disneyland. You happen to be in one land of it. Yeah, it, and that's kind of, I, you know, it's, it's kind of like when people use the terms, when they use cast member wrong or uh, certain things. It, it probably wouldn't bother anybody else but the people who who have worked there. I don't know. It's it's when I read this stuff and uh you know how the queue has been filling up really quickly. Um I, I'm just amazed. Yeah, okay, here's the okay, Richard. This guy's saying the official Disneyland app showed that the park was assigning guests into the backup groups in the virtual queue by eight oh one and the park stopped assigning boarding groups spots by eight ten. That's nine minutes. Uh, well, if it was Friday, yeah, he's only a minute off. Uh, that was 1045 on January 17th. So that was the day it opened, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it uh, booked out at 8, uh, 811. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on what your clock says and the other guy's clock says. Well, you know? the, the, clock, the clock on the computer is the one that counts. And, yes, we had a running bet on it. Yeah, well, that's what he said. He's saying on the app um, – but what I also don't get is, um, uh, well, what it was, they're giving out these like backup passes that, from what I understand, have never worked. Uh, I guess it's in case someone cancels. They get there's like this. I forgot what they call it. It's a backup. Yeah, I've uh, heard about that. I wouldn't get too many hopes on that one. For oh, exactly. Any- uh, from from what I've read so far, no one that has got that has actually got on the the attraction. Yeah, huh. and I, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't believe his blind luck. I, I you, you got ten thousand people trying to sign in at once. Okay, maybe it is some kind of blind luck, but it's, it's about who gets through that pipeline. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, but it is a and, and internet again, pipeline. Back, you know, I go back to the uh, idea of maybe if you're there waiting at the rope, waiting to get in. It might be more advantageous just to go straight over to those Tomorrowland Fast Pass machines and get the physical pass rather than try to get on the uh, internet that everybody else is trying to. Here's, here's, now, is, is, go ahead, Mike. Here's two comments that are are uh, 
have some uh, merit. You know, uh, I don't want to give him merit, but one person says, you know, because he liked Galaxy's Edge and Rise of the Resistance, right? He says, um, on a final note, nobody's forcing anyone to go to Galaxy's Edge or like it. So if it does not meet preconceived ideas of what should be in your minds, then borrow, say, $2 billion to build what you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. And then this well, other, that's a great case. And this other guy Go says, ahead. I was watching uh, the uh, chaos of parking in Disneyland uh, on Friday at opening. And the weirdest thing I ever saw in a theme park, hundreds of people streaming out of the park at 8.15 when they didn't get a boarding group. <laughs> wow. Hey, I passed by. They have signs right there at the uh, at the uh, tunnels. And before you go into the park, that the pass has already been booked out. So, wow. Yeah, because... This, yeah. Some people so, talk about an upcharge attraction. No, yeah. no, this is just no, so stupid. Yeah. So this guy's saying at least at studios at this point, everyone inside the park at its opening has been getting boarding pass group numbers that allow them to ride, to ride Rise of Resistance. Even those who show up within an hour or so of the parks have been getting on the ride more often than not. I uh, have to, I question that comment. Oh, I. I mean, you can question it all you want. I'm hoping he he's got connections out there because obviously he's was here in California. Um, I don't know where he's getting the information. So uh, he does say, you know, hey, um, uh, the rise has opened late in its first three days and endured downtimes and early closures on its first two days. And you know, we're in day three. So you know, I know there's always kinks to work out. There's there's things that are going to happen. Um, I actually think if you just had a physical line, things would work itself out because people would see that line and they'd say, fuck no. Okay, well, yeah, here's we do have a physical line because they call boarding groups in at a dozen at a time. Well, sure. I mean, but it's so, not like you just you walk up to the ride and you have to make a decision. Three hours? No. Yeah. An hour? Maybe. Uh, but how much time? Okay, so you, you, what if your, your phone vibrates and you're – on a 20-minute ride, or, you know, a 15-minute ride like Pirates. It's you just sat down on Pirates. Oh, just, it's yeah, you just sat your ass down on Pirates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 30 seconds yeah. in. Oh, yeah. boarding group for eyes is available. Yeah. yeah. There are two-hour windows to get over there. Well, that's two-hour. That's not that, That's the first time anybody's ever answered that question because there's been nothing of what I'm reading, how long you have to get there because then I'd be like, yeah. oh, Generally, you'll get, let's say you're uh, in 25 so you you can look on the app, or you can look at they got signboards throughout the park, where it says now boarding uh, groups eighteen through twenty eight. Okay, you're you fall into that, so you go over there, and you got two hours to be able to get over to your spot, and before that bottom number is going to go past you. What if you're in DCA? You got You'll two see. hours to get over there. You still be notified. Um, well, it's, it's on the app, right? So you'll still it's you'll on still the app. You can still do it, and you still got Wi-Fi inside the park. But you know, but if you walked I'm, into DCA at eight versus Disneyland at eight, can you get into the Rise uh, virtual queue in DCA? Good question. I don't know. I'll have to check into that one. Oh, what about in the, but it's your ticket but, has to have been scanned D- through the gate. Disneyland though, always right? opens right. before DCA, does it not? No, it doesn't. Are they opening at the same time now? They're, they've been opening at the same time for a while now. Yeah, but your ticket, so you can't stand out in um, no man's land between the parks. 
Right, or downtown Disney. Or you da you, have your tickets have, have to have been scanned through a turnstile. Yeah. Right, yeah. All right, well, this will be interesting to see how this goes. But uh, there's, there's some people on, there's a dude on here calling this guy out. Oh, is there, is there some, yeah, there must be like, some new responses. Since, the, uh, this one guy says, the way I look at it, guests are not entitled to ride anything when they walk through any park's gates. Rides break, they need to be taken down for maintenance, or they even or they are even rented out for groups or special events. Walking into a theme park offers no guarantee that you'll get to onto any ride of your choosing. So that's nice, right? And then he goes on. Uh, where he, uh, oh, he says he thinks that Disney's the biggest issue is that it's not running close to full capacity. Like flights of pass, like flights of passage, it took a few months to uh, to get going. To work he out. says, yeah. is it without a virtual queue? This is flights of passage. Guests were standing in line for four plus hours. I don't know about anyone else, but I'd much rather know within the first five to ten minutes that the park was open whether I had a decent chance of getting on that ride than standing a four-and-a-half-hour line for an attraction that may ultimately close for the day before I get on it. That's the reality here, as Rise of Resistance performance has been incredibly unpredictable, and leaving guests standing in a physical line would further frustrate them. Call this a lottery if you want, but it's better than tens of thousands of guests sprinting to a ride and forming a line that snakes through the park like Hagrid's, Offering guests no way to leave and no guarantee they'll even get on the ride, regardless of how long they wait. So this, you know, I think this, I think that what they're doing is really the best they could do with a shitty situation. I mean, I guess that's all true, but I like this last guy's thing, man. This bickering about cues and lottery and such just makes me turn on my grumpy old man bit. In my day, we had no idea how long <laughs> the line would be until we got in it. If it was two hours, three, we stuck in there. It could be longer. We had to stay the entire time in the line, and there was no way. That's the uh, way it was, it, and we liked it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just what we did. You know, it's been my complaint with having the right books, yes. how to survive the queue, or you have to entertain the kids in the queue. We used to talk to each other in the line, you yeah. know, well, or talk still, to people around us. You know, way. I'm, I'm just saying in general, you see all these ways that people are trying to help people survive the queue. It's like we we showed up, we stood oh. in line. Hey, how many times, Mike, did we try to ride Pirates after it reopened with, <laughs> with Johnny Depp in it, and it kept breaking it's, down? It's you know? even more than that. It's people feel that they're entitled to something. They, and well, that is the entitlement money, thing. Yeah. I got money. You give this to me. You'll take my money. I'll give this to you. You know, that's what it comes down to. But you're talking about the story of Indiana Jones rapping. I remember when uh, Star Wars and, yes, Captain EO, not Star Wars, Star Tours and Captain EO opened up. We had lines that went all the way down to the flagpole in town square, and they were six and seven hours long. Well, that that would have been about, you know, if you talk about uh, Star Tours and if it's down there, now move that queue over to Space Mountain and it pull the queue up a little bit. It's about what, you know, what Mark and I waited in for, for Space Mountain. And when people found out how long it was, a lot of them left. They probably came back later. We stood two, two and a half hours, you know, maybe, but we were like, what else we gonna do? You know, well, this is we. This is what we came for. So why not? You know. So, okay, so the grumpy old man bit is like right up our alley, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it's time. Well, he's absolutely right. There are no guarantees. We say that even on the ticket when you buy it. Yes, but as far as uh, you know, beating dead horse, we've we've talked about. Uh, Park crowding, lines, all that stuff many times. I don't, I don't know if we need to no, we re don't, reiterate but... it. So I think, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Start the music? Push that button. 
<laughs> Something uh, like well, that. And try this to... will be a good one for the ages. A long <laughs> ride for Aussie John, you know, because he likes yeah. the long ones. Two hours and 15 minutes. Ouch. Well, it was a okay. fun two hours. I went by quick, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. Well, uh, I say goodnight. Is there any... <laughs> yeah, Richard wants what, to say What? Goodnight. What? What? Well, I would say thanks for listening, and uh, you know, on behalf of my colleagues, I'm going to say good night. Colleagues. <laughs> <laughs>